my blues and gone my tears. I've got good news to shout in your ears. The long-lost dollar has come back to the fold. With silver you can turn your dreams to gold. Oh, we're in the money. We're in the money. I just read that off somewhere else on Twitter today, but... Uh, I've seen a few of those where people are just like, oh, I'm the only oh, one in cats. We're I'm talking over. <laughs> Hi, everyone. W welcome. Welcome to. Uh, well, first of all, happy holidays, whatever you may be celebrating. Um, it's been a while. It's been about a, a full 10 days. Um, but we'll be talking about the weekend of December 20th through 22nd, uh, as well as the Christmas Day Hall for uh, box office as well as news and this is the official star wars spoiler extravaganza um oh boy. you have been warned yes yes <laughs> uh, I, as always i am cp uh from the horror show and in fuegotainment i'm jaime in fuego uh, and I am uh, Baby Yoda after it's grown up and experienced life a little bit. And now realize that that little oh, ball wow. in the ship of the land of Lord. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm subject Lindsay. Uh, YouTube, my two cents nonsense. Twitter at Lindsay Peg. What's up? How you doing? Let's talk Star Wars. Yeah, let stuff. me let me. Enough with the festivities. I need to take this thing off. I'm wearing that uh, sweater I got for Christmas. It is very warm and soft. <laughs> Silly shirt says, Elf, I am not. So, yeah. Elf, I am not. Anyway. <laughs> to the weekend of last weekend, the 22nd, uh, Rise of Skywalker pulled in $177 million, which is underwhelming. I, like, <laughs> I don't know what life is anymore at this point. Um, Jumanji in second <laughs> with $27 million. Frozen 2 came in third with 13 million. Cats came in fourth with 7 million. And Knives Out dropped to fifth with uh, just about uh, six and change. We'll call it 7 million. Um, still in the top five, though. Go or Knives right, Out. Up, right up until yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, still hanging around. Love yeah, it. Cats is the interesting one as as that has kind of fallen. Um, I'll... I'll open with, with that news. Um, Lindsay, you have the quote that I'll be putting up on screen. So if you could just read the the information that, that I have for uh, cats, which is a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Uh, my name is CP, and I like to smell butts. And uh, okay, uh, so the actual real quote is: "Cats released to theaters with numbers, with numerous glitches, not numbers, with, with numerous." I have the crappy vision. You're the. <laughs> I got the broken mouth. Okay, so starting over. Cats released to theaters with numerous glitches, most notably a scene which features Judy Dench's human hand with a wedding ring on it instead of her paw, and Universal has uh, revi ha has revised the prints for download as of December 22nd for theaters, uh, and urging theaters to replace the current print as soon as possible. And I hope that none of them do it. I want this movie <laughs> to be glitchy <laughs> the entirety of its print. Yeah. Uh, uh, but theater owners have claimed uh, such a movie uh, released in this state uh, is unheard of yeah. with such a wide yeah. release. To to and fix it after it's out. The quote. Oh yeah, the the uh, quote at the bottom is is uh, Evan Rachel Evan Rachel Wood who was live streaming her watching it. I guess she had a sad copy or something um, from home where she puts to Instagram or Twitter, and she just kept saying what the fuck over and over and over and over again, and that has since been deleted. 
Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood. Very articulate, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this is the same girl who dated Marilyn Manson at one mm. point, you know. So it's like, eh, I don't know. But so she has a very high bar of what the what what the bleeper. Well, is. we're trying to avoid being for kids, so you know, at, at this point, right. we're. I don't know if we should be PG-13. <laughs> so she said, what the coke? <laughs> um, so I, 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 I hope none of you have seen it, guys, cats. Uh, I'm going to at some point. I have not gotten to it yet, but it's. I am going to and do this to myself. <laughs> yeah, I almost did some mind expansion preparation and went to go watch it, but I ended up just seeing Skywalker instead mm-hmm. uh, because I needed to further process Oh, a second time you mean? Movie and yes, and yeah, yeah. I saw the so so I've seen it twice now. Skywalker, no, no, no cats though. <laughs> no got those. Sorry. Yeah, um, I I don't know. When the trailer came out, I was I was already kind of mind made up. Um, apparently, fans of the the play who have seen it have said that all the choreography has changed. Now, I'm not somebody who who follows musicals or or plays and is choreography that big a deal in something like this Lindsay? uh i mean i'm also not a huge musical okay. guy but i would assume like part of the reason to do your own version of a musical is to have your own choreography like i i don't really remember i did like music man and stuff <laughs> in high school and i never really remember the director being like no that's not the choreography in the book mm any points um so i would hope the choreography is different because you know you're going to shoot a movie different than how you're going to shoot a stage production so you know you what looks good on stage isn't necessarily going to look good on film yeah yeah i have to be Uh, honest i'm not the director does struggle with that i'll throw that out there he struggled with it in the past so he's probably going to struggle with it who's the director of cats uh the uh tom hooper the guy who did uh les mis a few years back and I think Chicago also, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Chicago was nominated. Oh, okay. One good. Oscars, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Chicago's good. I, so I take it back. He said well, Chicago, like, like Chicago is kind of like aiming a camera at a stage. Like yeah. Chicago, yeah, for the most true. part, is, uh, you know, not, not to take anything away from that movie, but for the most part, Chicago is, you know, a, a, a theater stage where, where a lot of things are playing out, you know, uh, in front of a stationary camera. Uh, where? Oh, he also did the Danish Girl, King's Speech. Oh, this guy just lives to make Oscar movies. Yeah, I don't think he did it this year. Okay, I was, <laughs> I was, I was incorrect about Chicago. Sorry. Okay. Guys. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Lame is King's Speech. John, yeah, John Adams, the HBO miniseries. Uh, hmm. You know, not really a, not an extensive amount of musical experience. You know, but um, yeah. Oh, he directed two episodes of his Dark Materials, which I I've liked. That's been a, that's been a good HBO. Oh, show. HBO, I see. So, yeah, it's not TV. Yeah, it's HBO. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they continue to proclaim. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like, so apparently this movie is for for nobody, and and they're they're and four through that it's for everybody yeah. so uh, well it was tracking at 10 to 15 right and then it obviously massively underperformed uh-huh. i'm sure star wars didn't help i'm sure 
other, you know, family friendlier options because this is a PG movie. But well, I, it, it is one of the longest running on Broadway, so that could have something to do with, you know, purists being upset about some of the alterations, and then the casual audience, you know, goer is like this appears horrifying to me. So maybe it kind of did what uh, Rise of Skywalker did by in turn trying to please everyone and then please no one sort of nice, thing. nice seed planting, <laughs> sir. Um, so I'll I'll go to the. I mean, you brought up cats. It 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 was released. See, I thought it had a Christmas Day release date, but they I don't know if they pushed it up or what. But it went up against <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. So like, um, I I was pointing at Christmas as the day for cats if it were going to make money, and um, it didn't. It <laughs> it it was not in the top five. Uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. This is this is Christmas Day. This is yesterday only. Uh, brought in thirty-two million. Jumanji brought in thirteen million. Little Women, which was released yesterday, uh, brought in six million. Uncut Gems, which was released too wide. It had a a small release, but was now wide as of yesterday. Six million. Spies in Disguise, which also was released yesterday. Five million. Cats. Uh, it was in seventh below. Um, Knives Out, so Knives Out still hanging around, and Cats, which is ten days old. Um, oh, another Knives in- Be Claws. Yeah. Interesting note. <laughs> I made this post on on um, on Twitter yesterday. Um, as of Christmas Day, within fifteen miles, there is not a theater of me that <laughs> has Black Christmas available to view. So it took 12 days for Black Christmas to be irrelevant on Christmas. Um, 12 days, that's, that's unfortunate for a movie that it has the title Christmas in it. Uh, I digest. Um. Wow, it's down to uh, the theaters that are within 10, 15 miles of me. Uh, oh, there we go. So... You have to go 13 miles away from me to find a theater that sh- has more than one showing today. Right, and what city do you live in, Lindsay? Uh, uh, Altadena, California. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles, California. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> yeah, it's still within a few for me, you know, in, in, including the theater in downtown Phoenix, the AMC that I most frequently go mm. to. So it's still there for a couple screenings, but... Yeah, it it has the, the the mass exodus has already commenced, and on Christmas Day it was what fourteen it looks like four hundred thirty five thousand that day. Eee. So yeah, eee. yeah, okay. <laughs> Some numbers. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that so that that experiment broke. Oh, anyway, yeah. uh, so so yep. cats. Eh. Um, the interesting thing was so I I, I read a blurb that said that. Um, that uh, Rise of Skywalker was the highest-grossing Christmas Day box office ever, and that's that's incorrect. Um, For 2019, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the highest-grossing Christmas Day of 2019. <laughs> um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is still the highest-grossing Christmas Day uh, haul with 49 million. Rise of Skywalker is second. With 32, Last Jedi third with 27, Rogue One fourth with 26, and then Sherlock Holmes in fifth. So weird. yeah, like what? What? <laughs> Which is 
I mean, I, I like that. I remember movie. seeing that on, on yeah. Christmas very distinctively with my family Yeah, after the meal and stuff. So, That's mm. awesome. it's, <laughs> so you were part of that. <laughs> it's funny. Star Wars used to make May like what we know of blockbuster season happened because of Star Wars. And now with with Disney, they're like, now nah, we're going to take Christmas now. It's just so weird. Yeah. Well, I, yeah I mean, May the Avatar, right? One more time. Hmm. Well, because Avatar had its release in uh, December, uh, trying to fall and uh, trying to cash in on the success of uh, Titanic, well, and now Disney is trying to cash in the, on James Cameron. There appears to be that, like Lord of the Rings, was a constant December thing too. Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, like there's there seems to be the, mm-hmm. these like tentpole things, and Sherlock Holmes uh, learned the hard way because it it did open strong, but what fell behind, uh, I think The Hobbit. Uh, uh, I want to say it was it was the, the there was something else that Sherlock Holmes went up against after Christmas and and lost. Um, but that's a good question. Yeah, I, 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 is that the Hobbit? Oh nine? Wait, what's Sherlock Holmes? Oh nine? Ten? Oh nine? Oh no! So it was oh nine. So that it lost to Avatar. Oh, Avatar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Derp. I thought it was the year after. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Speak of the devil. Yeah. Hey, made yeah, more money on Christmas than Avatar. Yeah, which was obviously a creeper of a film, as we know, and the fact that it just kind of hung around, hung around, hung around. What, Avatar? Very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, James Cameron seems to have a niche for that with Titanic, Mm -hmm. Avatar. Mm -hmm. You're like, do you have to let it linger? Do I need to quote the cranberries here? Like, seriously? (laughs) Good pull, sir. Uh, By the way, how much money did Sherlock Holmes pull at the box office? Give me some estimates here, because you guys will not believe this number I just saw. I know it's the highest grossing. Oh, no, wait. I know know there's a stat where it's one of the higher grossing films to never come in first place. Uh, Well, okay, I'm just confirming here. uh, Yeah, they both cracked 500 million. They Worldwide. The first and yeah. The, yeah, oh yeah, 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 worldwide. But uh like the second one, okay, so I got the, the first one right here. Domestic two hundred. That that's that's pretty good. For, for Sherlock. Uh, uh and that yeah, was yeah. ten years ten yeah. years ago too. I mean <laughs> it was. And oh one eighty six, so a little bit less domestically for the sequel, but still that's not bad. For, for Sherlock Holmes, yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And they're working on three finally, mm-hmm. although Guy Ritchie's not returning to direct, if I recall correctly. Oh, is he not? Oh, that's unfortunate. Not... What the hell did he direct this this year? What's his most recent thing? Aladdin. Oh. Uh, was it the King Arthur movie, maybe? Or was it... Um, oh. I, I I know this new one with the McConaughey. Hell? Who the hell? Just this eclectic cast looks badass, but... Who the hell directed the... Uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, Taron Egerton? What is that movie that I'm thinking of in the titles? Was that oh, King Arthur? Oh, Robin, Hood. Was Edgar, Robin Hood. Edgar Wright? Are we talking Baby Driver? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Baby, Baby Driver's a good one, but no, Robin Hood 2018, directed by mm. Otto Bauer. Oh, yeah, so I have I have it all wrong. All right. So yeah, I think I think you're right, Fuego, with with um with the King Arthur thing. I'm getting my 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 repetitive releases mixed up, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no, Aladdin this year. He did Aladdin, That's right. which you would not even think is a guy rich. And I didn't hate it. Like, it. I didn't yeah. either. It was like, I, I liked it better than The Lion King because it did something different, at mm. least, which I kind of appreciated. So. Yeah. If Aladdin was the only thing that I kind of winced at as far as feminism this year, I, that, that I would call it a win. But 
2019 was a weird year for for women. Uh, speaking of Disney at the box office, just because uh, you know to stay within the sure. ballpark here, uh, did did you guys see the thing where Disney made eighty percent of the box office this year? What? The total Ugh. box office for twenty nineteen. Here, let's see if I can pull up the how much percent office eighty percent of total box office. Eighty percent of 2019's box office hits were Disney movies. As the year comes to a close, Disney has remained king of the 2019 box office, producing eight out of the ten year's highest-grossing films. What are the other two? Universal. Uh, what Warner? Joker. Warner. That's a good question. Yeah, Joker. Joker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely Joker. Uh, I don't know what the second one would be. Highest box office 2019. Universal. Oh, yes can't be oh uh, wait it's us? probably like Hobbs and Shaw us? or something like that yeah, yeah. oh which Detective one? Pikachu and that's oh, also Warner which was to Sony was that Sony or wait no that can't be Sony because it's a Nintendo property that would <laughs> yeah, who, who, who did make that that's a good question Detective Pikachu, Pikachu. Paramount that's, god it's hard to type that... Pikachu sometimes <laughs> uh, distribution company legendary so Warner Brothers all right, so Warner had the other two. Yeah, good for yeah. Warner. Hold on. Count your days, because uh, they're next. <laughs> they're next. They're going to be bought out. Do uh, it. Let, let the monopoly continue. Yeah. Like, uh, 80%. That's insanity. Well, I mean, it, it's a weird year. You're never going to... This is probably going to be the highest grossing year in film for a long time. You had Avengers Endgame. You had six other movies from Disney that all grossed a billion dollars, and now you have Rise of Skywalker. So it's like that... Yeah, but you know uh, that that that's still. in-house. Like Disney knows, yeah. like they have to look at their own calendar and say, "All right, so we have, we have Endgame. We have. Why would you release Aladdin, Dumbo, and Lion King all in the same year? Uh, and oh, by the way, we have this Star Wars thing at the end of the year on top of Toy Story. Like what?" It, and Frozen right, 2, right, like, like, and Endgame, and the, it's nuts. Uh, well, I don't think anyone expected Captain Marvel to be a billion dollar movie, but yeah, in Captain Marvel, oh, yeah, like that mm. doesn't that doesn't make. I mean, I get it if you can do it, obviously do it, but like, what? You, you're just ruining it. You're 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 saturating the market, and and I get it. I get why Warner wants to be like, listen, we're we're we're. We want to try releasing shit to, to people straight to their house because, you know, we're, we can't compete. Well, Iger is set to step down within the next couple of years. I think. What is that going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, just he wants to go out on a high oh. note. Like he's like, maybe like that's why, like, you know, again, we're teasing what we're going to be talking about for a long time here in a minute here. Star yeah. Wars feels like it needed a little more time in the oven if we're being honest. Ooh. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all mm. that. Uh, but maybe that's why he got squeezed out the same year as Endgame. Because he's like, no, 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 I want 2019 to be my year. Marvel's wrapping up. Let's just wrap up the Star Wars thing. Let's just put out. It's let's just make this a big year so I can go out not on the highest note, but close to the highest note of my career. Yeah. Um, another thing, a rise of Skywalker as of right now is over half a billion mm -hmm. worldwide, which yeah. is yeah. Um, good. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, and so <laughs> that needs to be said. And I mean, even, 
even if the 177 was like disappointing because there is even a box office mojo article like early in the weekend after it crushed on friday they're like this is probably going to go for over 190 it could cross 200 mm -hmm. and then sure enough you know our speculation none of us thought right. you know when we last did a show that it was going to cross 200 and it fell well below those expectations so yeah i mean I, I, but but still um I don't like. I don't know what it what it what it is that that because it's Star Wars. Does it have to be two billion dollars? Like like I don't I don't know what 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 is success anymore? If if one hundred seventy seven million dollars in three days isn't good. Uh, it's the it's capitalism, man. Because you got to make those got to make those shareholders happy, and Disney's got shareholders right so you have to give the shareholders more money this year than you did the previous year well so then and like what are you doing releasing this movie in the same calendar year as your endgame property which just annihilated records like so so there's there's i'm gonna try to use a, a music analogy with star wars and avengers yeah, yeah. um people go yeah. to concerts uh, Star Wars is like the Rolling Stones. You know, it's it's a thing that people have known for years and forever, and it's it, it, it they have concerts still. They they still tour. Um, if if I, oh, they were just here this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. If so I were a promoter, I wouldn't be promoting the Rolling Stones and Taylor Swift in the same year. I mean, they both pull in audiences, but they both have very different reasons and and established fan bases. Um, Avengers is a very now thing where Star Wars is kind of more of a establishment uh, bringing up your family. The, the, the stat that always gets buried when people shit on Last Jedi is the fact that it was the highest selling Blu-ray of that year, higher even than Black Panther and uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War. People want to watch that stuff at home. Yeah. Uh, so... I, <laughs> half a billion dollars and and we're just shoo shooing it i i don't I, like what are we doing here what is this show anymore <laughs> it's 24-hour news cycle you got to get them clicks all oh, rise of skywalker is a financial failure and disney's in trouble people are going to click on mm. that like i mean that's not an article yeah. at least i hope to god that's not an article out there right now but you know you got to get them clicks it's... i was about to say clickbait mm -hmm. man it is so big in this current nerd culture where you know it, i mean to, between the screen grants and the colliders and you know junkies and all of these different outlets that i keep kind of a vigilant eye on because they're they do similar sure. stuff to what i like discussing mm -hmm. i mean yeah so it's it's just the name of the game man do we have and go ahead it's why we're it's why I'm so bad at the game because I look at that and I'm like I don't want to be that guy. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I I would hope that we're a little more you know, we're not relying on clickbait. That that's for certain. Like like it, it's just it's just, you know, there's these there's yeah. these trends and and I I like to focus on on the trends and the math and and the precedent that 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 predicts a lot of this stuff and 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 it it yeah. keeps changing and and it's ever evolving. Ever I mean, shit We've only been around a couple of years, and and I I can't properly predict what a calendar year looks like anymore. And I used to be able to, um, so that's yeah. just a. And but now we have Box Office Mojo pushing this thing of uh, what a year, what a movie made in a year, because that's what people care about, not the total box yeah. office poll. They want to know. Yeah, it. <laughs> sorry, it, 
I'm just, I'm, I'm, no, no, it, it is. It, it's, it, 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 there's, you, you're right. Like, uh, people, people, like, you know, we're a stats based show and people point to these, these nonsensical numbers, like, like they have any sort of meaning and it, and it's just, oh, the Rotten Tomato score is this. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Did, did you like it? Who the fuck cares if it's a zero on Rotten Tomatoes? Did you have a good time or not? Like I I don't understand. And I, and I love how that is the discussion. Anytime anyone mentions Rotten Tomatoes now, you like you, you, the like the tweet or the Facebook post or whatever will be filled of people saying like no 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 that's not how it works. But still people just approach it like that's yeah. how, like our, our our culture we've moved past the hatred well, of Rotten Tomatoes, but it's still the I don't know. What are you gonna say for you? Well, well, I mean, I was just going to chime in. There's a reason Box Office Mojo has, you know, like an audience score and, you know, the the tomato score. It's to show the drastic despondency Mm. that often is the case where audiences love stuff and critics will just slog it. And it's funny with Rise of Skywalker. I've I've talked to a lot more people that like this movie than liked The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. You know, and yet critics savaged this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, oh, it's fan service heavy. It's, you know, overstuffing the turkey. I feel like it's both of those for better or right. for worse in a lot of ways. But I, I mean, just like kind of a point Lindsay made, though, is the fact that, you know, give stuff room to breathe. And mm. perhaps Disney didn't give stuff room to breathe with such an oversaturated slate. But as they continue accumulating more IPs and more studios and all this different stuff, I mean, it's probably only going to get worse. That 80% number is scary, staggering. Yeah. Man. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see them course correcting. I think it'll only get worse over time. Right. Look, so. Looking uh, 2020, of course, being hindsight, um, I'm uh, thinking yeah. about 2020 for Disney and what would it would it have? And that's it. Nothing that's, else in 2020. Just yeah, Disney. Well, <laughs> right. Would it have killed them to push to Star Wars back to May? What do they got coming out in 2020 that that like, like it it's it's another thing that that like goes to what we we're talking about with 2019. They have so many heavy hitters in 2019 where it's just like, all right, <laughs> and what's 2020 gonna look like? Because they had so many big time like event movies this year. So well, and also franchise culmination films mm. to have like this yes. big franchise culmination of sorts for both Star Wars and Marvel, which are arguably their biggest. IPs, especially in like the male 18 to 25 right. or, or, or if even older, you know, so I I would have personally loved if the last two Star Wars films, both Solo and this one had been allowed to shift as opposed to just sticking on those release mm. dates because of the fact that I think they could have been improved. They wouldn't have felt as rushed. And both of them had directorial changes and massive script rewrites right. and all this different stuff. And they felt kind of in some ways i had more solo and i really am shocked to say wait. that i mean there was a lot that i liked about skywalker and we'll get to talk wait, wait, about wait, that wait. at some point they, but they felt what they felt you said it's they felt, skipped they felt rushed oh, to me yeah you know the, most, most most definitely rushed like they hurried the process because they didn't want to back out of those release dates and you know they they wanted to continue with december but as you mentioned earlier start on may the force be mm. with you you know the, the may the fourth thing they they you know it's been their claim for a long time and it's been weird seeing december i'm assuming it's because there's so much more summer competition now and uh, well, it's if star anything, wars if listen if that they should have stuck in december yeah if you can't hang with 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 the the franchise culmination of star wars then uh, you gotta <laughs> you, 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 what they take they took 10 years 
bringing you know this this Avengers saga f- through what 20, 20, 23, 24 movies? How many? Something like that. I think it was 20, 22, 23, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, granted, that's 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 Somewhere two point around. something movies a year for for ten years. That's that's a lot. Um, but here we had Star Wars. We we've had a Star Wars movie every year since since twenty fifteen, and and I don't know, maybe maybe a little, a little too much, too quick. Well, they wanted to just make it the new Marvel. They just out the gate. This is gonna be our new Marvel, Star Wars, and yeah. they bet a little too much on that. Uh, would you like to know how many major movie releases they had in twenty nineteen? By the way, Disney, oh, please. This is released. I, I'd like to know twenty so twenty slate, I, but, like but yeah, uh, I've got twenty twenties okay. as well. So this is just theaters. This is not Disney Plus. Uh, Frozen two, Maleficent, Lion King, Toy Story, Aladdin, Dumbo. Well, that's just Disney, and that's, that's just, just Disney. Disney. So not Marvel, not no. So you had three more for Marvel, Endgame, uh, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. I mean, I guess maybe that's more Sony, but yeah. whatever. Just for simplicity's mm-hmm. sake, we'll, ca- we'll count it. And then Star Wars. So that's 10, 10 movies? And then they've got seven coming out next year. So they easily could have pushed Star Wars back. Yeah, because they have two Pixars coming out next year. They have Eternals yeah. and Black Widow. Um, they have Mulan, obviously. Oh, right, um, Mulan. What else? I'm not, I'm not looking at the list. But... Oh, actually, that's a good point here. This this list of seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that's not counting Marvel. That's just the Disney movies. So you got those two. You got two more Marvel movies. So that's nine movies coming out next year. What? So I guess maybe if they push Star Wars back, it's nine 2019 and ten in 2020. What? What? Uh, what? What does yeah. Disney have in in 20? Uh, so okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, let me get back. So there. Mulan. So for, live action. Mulan. Uh, Artemis Fowl. Yeah, yeah Mulan. Oh, Artemis Fowl got oh, that got pushed right. back. That is, that is Disney. Yeah, that is Disney. That's yeah. It. Uh, uh, Jungle Cruise and oh, Soul. Oh, Jungle Cruise looks bad. Yeah, Jungle well, Cruise. and there's also that uh, earlier Pixar movie, the one that has Tom Holland and uh, it's like the weekend at Bernie's with the half yeah. of the father. I forget the title uh, of that. Onward, which does look kind of yeah. dumb fun. I'm down. Right. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it'll be cute. <laughs> Yeah, if you look at 2019, what, what Disney did, and that, and then put it up against 2020, they're they're very lopsided years. Because then you throw in Disney Plus and The Mandalorian and uh, the the Disney Plus exclusives like Claws and Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, 2019 is stacked, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't get it. Um. So before we get into the the meat and potatoes of this episode, uh, is there any news mm-hmm. that that we need to discuss before we? put our claws into this yeah there was pretty much nothing being like wedged around the the mm. holiday week i mean there was like jj responding to some of the criticism of how he approached this script and stuff he said everybody's uh, right and yeah that was really it <laughs> so go ahead yeah he actually admitted that yeah well well he was just admitting that that the criticism was well founded mm-hmm. and uh, but but then he also went on further in a different interview to say that in this current state of fandom, it's like the initial reaction is to rage. I'm trying to mm. find his actual quote here. But but yeah, he was just like, OK, as opposed to just, you know, kind of more calmly saying that you didn't appreciate 
appreciate certain aspects of stuff like the the new nerd culture is the rage culture and mm. it's it's uh, i mean he was lamenting it and saying that he was disappointed by it he's like you can't hate every aspect you know you can you know look at pros and cons and try to be a little more objective with your criticism so i don't know i could tell his his feelings were hurt with probably even more so the the critic response than anything especially after how much everyone just applauded ryan johnson from the critic side of things even if you know lots of fans didn't like it so this, this is this jj was saying this by the way i missed the... yeah he was indeed yeah. but the but the problem was because of this this outrage culture there was i mean the the funny thing is people uh, gave Rise of Skywalker a hard time because it basically forgets right. Last Jedi, and it's like, well, well, it clearly favors. It does those direct just, on a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very. This movie is not subtle about the fact that it exists to undo things from Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and it's and and like the more you think about it the worse it gets Mm -hmm. like there's so many and maybe this is getting like like just rose just rose alone like you don't need like if if you don't want rose tico in your movie don't write rose tico in your movie just have her show up at the end with the big fleet of ships Mm -hmm. like we said spoilers sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but that's fine just just don't have rose show up until the very end of the movie and no one's gonna sit around going why does rose only say like two words every 35 seconds in these big these big scenes it, it would have been fine but no they had to emphasize the fact that we're taking rose out of the uh, movie like she even she has the line said, i'm not going on the adventure with you guys she said that it's mm-hmm. like uh, so and she had such a hard time of it already right mm-hmm. because yeah. you know she left social media after all yeah. of the like hatred and stuff right. i mean i i didn't particularly love her character but i didn't think she really got a fair shake so to speak. Uh, the last so. thing we saw of her in last jedi was was one of the, the the few things i really really didn't like about last jedi um yeah i agree but she, like her character still had moments and was yeah. just in existence was justified right. right but so so like, uh this is yeah. this is a like your last warnings we're, we're gonna really get <laughs> right, into right. spoilers about rise of skywalker because uh no, no news uh we'll see you in in four days for uh i would assume Different numbers. Uh, I'm hoping one of these guys watches Uncut Gems because I I've seen it, and um, I'll try and squeeze. I'm going to try to squeeze in Bombshell too, I, as long as I I feel better. Jeez. Um, uh, I, I, I just to throw it out there, I did start Marriage Story. Oh. Uh, it's yeah. the first forty minutes are not an easy watch. <laughs> About forty minutes mm-hmm. in, it's suddenly like, okay, I'm engaged mm-hmm. now. But then it also becomes incredibly one-sided i mean maybe the second half of the movie undoes that uh i do like not not particularly it 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 does really shift gears in my estimation without spoiling stuff because i think i did mention during our last broadcast right that i had that i watched it i actually watched it twice as a matter of fact i watched it once by myself and and another time with my lady and i was a as i watched it the second time i actually liked it less oh really (laughs) so i yeah, I feel like the performances are very strong from you know both Driver and Anne Johansson, but I, I don't really like the story. It's I mean it hits close to home in some aspects, mm. and I I don't feel like it's as neutral as its marketing campaign tried to imply with the separate posters and all this different stuff. So yeah, it like slid deeper into my like now it wouldn't be top ten of the year for me. It'd be like probably like top top twenty. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, as somebody who's been divorced, I, I think it's it's brilliant. It it's a. Uh, I, I, there's some things that I I think experience kind of plays into some of that, but. Of course, yeah. But, I, I was sitting there watching this. Like, I know Scarlett's been through at least one divorce, so a lot of this has to be hitting home for her. I don't know about driving. And she's <laughs> engaged again. <laughs> oh, she is. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. Doing yeah. a divorce movie and while you're engaged, yeah, yeah, uh, acting. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'll, I, I, the acting is amazing. Uh, I'll either finish it or I'll, I'll try and finish it. I don't know. I, I, um, it, Forty minutes in, it gets good. Yeah. I'll say well, that. that's my initial review. Well, regardless, uh, for those of you who haven't watched Rise of Skywalker yet, um, we'll see you in a couple of days. Oh, oh, what, what? I, sorry, I, I do because uh, it's uh, it's about actresses and directors and stuff okay. like that marriage story, and they're putting on the play Electra, like the super old Greek play, which is like you know there's the Oedipus complex, uh, Electra okay. complex is like the reverse of that, <clears throat> and so I like how they casually have like a Greek chorus who's kind of always around just talking about the plot. Mm-hmm. It kind of annoyed me at first, but then I clicked in my head that that's what they're being. And I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cute. I mean, Woody Allen did that 30 years ago, but that's kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> No, uh, but yeah, that, that's enough. Noah Baumbach <laughs> did another movie with Ben Stiller that uh, that I thought was quite all right, and I can't oh, remember. I want to say 2017, 2016. Mar- was it Green Greenberg? No, mm, nope. Damn, I'm shit, I'm trying to. Yeah, it, it was March ish, uh, either 2016, 2017, and I thought it was it was all right. Like he's he's got an interesting style about him that that I'm. Yeah, there's a quirkiness Man. to the way the movie was made. Right. I, 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 there's that one scene that's permeating Twitter that everyone's just standing in the same spot for the entire time. Like, oh, God, that doesn't bode well for how this movie was directed. But for the first hour, 20 minutes, I thought it was all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seems interesting. Yeah. No, um, see, if anything, I, I, I was noticing some camera stuff. Um, a lot of a lot of shots into corners, if, if you've. If yeah. you notice, like sure. they're like they're in offices and like tables are set up mm-hmm. where where the room kind of it, it 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 looks like you're in a corner and it's shot from from an angle where yeah. where everything's coming to a head and like literally, uh, at least from the perspective, it's it's it it's really like it was enough that I was like, hmm, interesting choice there. It's very angular yes. to kind of put you on yeah. the edge. Uh, it's sure. it's an interesting uh, yeah. He's it's it's a well made movie. I'm just not sure if I'm digging the story. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, divorced. Just, you know. So you mean? <laughs> and uh, the one CP was discussing was called While We're Young. Yes. and it had Naomi Watts. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yes, from a couple yes, years yes, back. Thank you. Yeah, he's like a doc filmmaker or something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one. Actually. It was. It was. It was all right. It. Like you know, it's something I'm gonna mm. you know go crazy about. But I, you know, I'd rather mm. watch that than the lighthouse. Whoa. <laughs> oh. I like the lighthouse. Do <laughs> you? Oh. Oh. The mm. light is the. You know, it's a metaphor. You said you like my lobster. Oh. You said you like my lobster. The light is a metaphor it's for sure. the audience who just want to be blinded. It sure looks pretty. <laughs> you know, four by three, black and white. Yeah. All right. Uh, you said you liked my love. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't eat your beans. Uh, let's, let's, let's go for the beans of the hour before we leave yeah, the chat yeah, here. Right. Yeah, so Star so, Wars. So, all right, here. The <laughs> official spoiler, Rise of Skywalker. Nothing but Star Wars. Get out if you don't want to hear anything. Um, so I don't think I've publicly been on a channel since I've watched it. And I'll tell you guys, when I first got out of it, Emily said she enjoyed it. And I was like... This is the first time I'm kind of, oh, 
after watching a Star Wars movie. And um, my uncle has been generous enough to lend me a copy. And I have fallen asleep on this movie five times trying to get through it a second time. So I don't know what that says about this movie. Gentlemen? The middle is dude, the middle drags in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it starts out with a it starts out with a bang, you know, with Kylo killing people and everything and you get some Emperor action mm -hmm. and obviously the snow clones, all that different stuff. But when it turns into going from this planet to find this to this planet to find this and oh, we're full blah, spoilers. You I, could, you I could... was honestly even nodding off yeah. in the theater the first time I watched it a little bit because I was like, This is really dull. Mm. You know, and it, I don't really feel like a lot is happening. So it felt like a video. You know what, though? The one thing that, like, I, I uh, it, it's so weird. Like, there's things that I'm like, oh, I really wish they didn't ignore Last Jedi so much. But the mm. banter between Poe, Finn, and and Ray when they're together, I was like, oh, why, why couldn't this be a fucking whole like that should have been the luke leia han thing because when they're there's there's what is it when when they're talking to skype whatever the hell her name is exo bliss <clears throat> what, 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 what the shit with the with the dumb helmet uh carrie russell's oh i have no idea what any oh of i can't are. something yeah. bliss uh, i don't know alexa bliss. I, she did the yeah, and she did the whole phasma thing where she like never took off the yeah. helmet. I oh, mean, she, she saw, saw her, her eyes, eyes yeah. at one particular point, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so um, was it even Carrie Russell like doing? Do yeah, do, just for just for Carrie one Russell's day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's on the press rounds talking about the movie. Mm, when she's barely yeah. in it. I was just like, so what? yeah. So they have it back and forth, and they're like to to Poe, you you were a spice trader. And he's like, you were a stormtrooper. <laughs> you were a, 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 I forgot what the hell he said to, to Ray, but you know, that was neat. It was a neat little back and forth. It, it felt so classic Star Wars. I was like, where has this been? But it's just so. Before few... I start being mean to the okay. movie, the two favorite scenes were the oh yeah 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 I used to be spice used to be a stormtrooper used to be a used to be a scrapper. oh yeah and when when the, all three of them are together the first time and Ray's like you can't hi hyperdrive skip the Millennium Falcon well I did no no you can't. <laughs> But I did. No, no, you can't. <laughs> we're here. It worked. I'm alive. The ship's falling apart, but we're here. It clearly yeah. works. Why are you arguing? It's like, that was an adorable yes. scene. I yes. love them. Like, and, and that was in the same spirit as, like, a line from, uh, you know, Force Awakens, where Han's like, that's not how the yeah, Force yeah. works. You know, that's the same same kind of vibe, right. you know. The best line from that movie, JJ, yeah. yeah. JJ returning... And you, you you could definitely tell. I mean, there was more of that playful whimsy that felt more mm -hmm. Star Warsy. But I guess to have the the more serious script be the second one fits in line with Empire and the original yeah. trilogy. To to be fair, and you, so. yeah, and you get the feeling that they kind of pulled back a little bit with that too, because if if there was a big complaint about Last Jedi, it was humor. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if if we lost some of that because it's 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 in Rise of Skywalker. There's there's these moments where it's like. Where the fuck was this all series? Because this is really neat. Well, and it felt more like our traditional Star Wars humor as opposed right. to Last Jedi's biggest 
complaints were the fact that the humor didn't feel like Star yeah. Wars. And I, I point to the joking with Donald Gleason's character at the very beginning of that film. Space ballsy. Like, yeah. I was immediately taken mm -hmm. out of it. And I was like, this is a little too much. And yeah, it was very, very Mel Brooksy in that regard. You know, give me the sequel to that, the search for more money. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best lines Mel Brooks ever wrote. Oh, just so, yeah. good. so, so Lindsay, uh, wait, wait, Lindsay, yeah. before we, we really got into this, before we got streaming, he brought up a point mm -hmm. that like, I, it's just been in the back of my head about Ray. Now re say it so that I can really publicly think about it. Just, just so on the same, like my, uh, my fancy film terms where I was like talking about <laughs> certain. Okay. Okay. So, um, so we're going to, so I, uh, I'm gonna probably uh, stick my foot in my mouth and just say words it's wrong fine. and like miss. But uh, let's just get embarrassed. We'll get we're, we'll yeah. just be we're there all, together. We're all naked in the hot tub together. Just just get it out. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so when you're writing uh, in, in storytelling, especially in uh, screenwriting for you know movies and stuff, um, when you're kicking your story off, there's two things. Uh, there's the point of attack, and there's the inciting incident, mm -hmm. and uh, they usually get. Put together it's it's no big deal like if your movie only has an inciting incident like it's really not that big of a deal like like um like the point of attack is what starts the story within the world whereas the inciting incident is supposed to be what brings the main character into that story so like in the original star wars the the point of attack is uh leia's ship getting boarded and her getting captured by mm -hmm. darth vader but then the inciting incident is luke seeing his dead aunt and uncle and deciding to go off and fight right. vampire so those are like just, just to give you examples. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, in screenwriting, it's it's also called intro conflict resolution. But uh, yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then conflict. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a point of attack. It's very easy to a prologue. Many movies right, prologue. Right. It's it's the same right. thing. Like a lot of these words are very interchangeable. Mm -hmm. It's like so that's why I'm like I might be saying the wrong thing. Right. If I am, I'm sorry. I'm half right. Yeah. Like the, the soul of what I'm saying is essentially correct. Yeah. Um. So with Rise of Skywalker, I. The movie just kind of just jumps right into it. Opening crawl, and then you're just you're just yeah. And uh, and Palpatine comes back off screen, which just says in the opening title he's back, and then everyone's just reacting to him being back. But here's the thing, the good old video game Fortnite, <laughs> the 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 message to the galaxy that announced that the Emperor is back was in Fortnite. So Rise of Skywalker sold its point of attack to a video game. And while I was realizing that, it made me realize, what is the inciting incident of this movie? What's the moment where the characters decide and engage into the story and they go on the quest? Like, what? where's the moment where Bilbo's like, I will go with the dwarves? Or where, Scott, uh, or Luke's saying, I will become, I, I will fight the Empire and become a Jedi just like my father. What? What's that moment in this movie? Hmm. Yeah. And in chat, chime in. You guys' thoughts, discuss. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I could have forgotten something. Well, I was like, that's, those are just my so, thoughts right now. So Bronco Juggalo, off the bat, uh, better than Empire. Ah, going right at us. Wow. <laughs> Look, Shadows of the Empire is not a good Let's be honest here. I mean, it's okay. Like, you got your Han Solo knockoff is cute with his Millennium Falcon knockoff. That's cute. But, better than Empire. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not done in the hip-hop. I've only seen a couple episodes of Empire, but, uh, you know, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know there's an audience out there for it. So. Well, so, so it, he's now saying it's the third part of a trilogy. What do you expect? It's still, it's still a film. There still needs to be intro conflict resolution. This movie just, it, it's like, 
it's midway through season of something where you're like, well, I mean, literally, isn't the first shot uh, Kylo just just mucking fools up in in some forest? I've got a fun fact. Okay. Do <laughs> you want to know what planet that scene is taking place on? Oh yes, no. Mustafar. Sure. Oh really? Uh, the planet where Anakin Skywalker became Darth uh, Vader. Oh, yeah, the lava planet. Yeah. And then lived on that planet in Fortress Vader for the better part of thirty years. And so it makes we sense. Saw and wrote one and yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, like sure, you, you go to that planet, you get a Sith art artifact. That makes sense. Why don't you point? I was that just going to say, why not tell us that? Yeah. That would make that opening scene so much more interesting if we knew that was Mustafar and he was like <laughs> raiding like the remains of Vader. It's context. Why, why can't I have that in the film? Well, and one like aspect of like criticism people are giving and, and with good merit is the fact that to get so many of these additional little bits, whether it's about Snoke and his you know, time when he was obviously cloned and came from the outer regions and all that different stuff, it's like you need to read so much of this expansive information that they have in their novels and in even some of the comic books in, in various cases to really fully understand what's going on because the films are, I mean, with, with regards to the rise of the First Order, with regards to you know, the whole rebellion turning into the resistance with the New Republic, all this different stuff. It's like, yeah, you have to really deep dive into all of the other stuff Disney wants you to buy because the films don't give as much information and can kind of tend to confuse in that regard. So it, it was funny is there's actually a second example of that in this movie. <laughs> so mm -hmm. there, there's there's what's her face, Carrie Russell's character, Eyes, and then there's I eyes. Don't, it, <laughs> eyes, just whatever her name is, it's eyes. She, uh, she does have lovely eyes, I'll give her that. <laughs> they, they are very nice eyes, I will not take that from her. Uh, but then you have Finn's friend, who also used to be a stormtrooper, and who has the final shot with uh, Lando. Lando, and there's already a, uh, there's a novel that's going to apparently explain all of that. <laughs> is, it his, is it his daughter? Do they go on another adventure? It's all the tie-in marketing, man. That's what... <laughs> That's the one thing that Disney has made it more about is the tie-in marketing, in my opinion. Yeah. Whereas, you know, before I felt like when all the now legend stuff was going down, it wasn't essential. It was just like expanding on things as opposed to really being crucial to understand the extent of the primary films. So, yeah, it's yeah. Like I, I remember back in the day, I used to argue with people that films need to be self-contained, and that's why I hate things like Lady in the Water or like uh, The Happening, because you don't understand like the mood ring in The Happening unless you read up that it's supposed to be a reflection that he's a good person. And I'm like, that makes it a bad movie because nothing in the movie confirms that. And people be like, oh no, you just have to research it. I'm like, no, say it in the movie. And here that's I am, ten some, years later. It's <laughs> been some criticism about The Lighthouse too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, dude, for the record. There's a lot of that in The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is a messy movie, but I love it. Oh, but yeah, you're, man. You're right. it, is, it is very pretty. We put at. subtitles on like five minutes in, and the subtitles are in that broken English. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't understand it still. I love that idea, though. A Shakespeare movie with subtitles that translate it from Shakespeare into English. Uh, please, I, I'll, I'll watch. That sounds amazing. <laughs> There are actually Star Wars Shakespeare style books out. Yes. Have you guys seen any of these in stores? And they are pretty amusing, I must admit. It's written in that same sort mm -hmm. of, you know, older uh, 
you know, extremely overdone language, which I appreciate the hell out of as I was glancing at them at the Barnes and Noble the other day. I thought they were fun. I don't uh, know if I ever I, buy one, but they are fun to just like read there in the shop for a yeah, You're just absolutely to, right. Yeah. <laughs> just to peruse a bit. I just want to go back to one of the Bronco Juggalo talks. Yeah, he's just, lighting though, up in the that, chat, man. You know, oh, 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 I know. He's like, he's out for blood or he or she. That's no, he. But, uh, well, well, I guess it would be a, I guess it would be a juggalette if, <laughs> if it was uh, that. But, um, do you know, my, I'm, I'm Randall from Clerks, okay? Jedi is my favorite of the original series. I am in the minority about mm. that. Everybody loves Empire because of the fact that it was so distinctively different. I admit that in Jedi, they go and they blow up another Death Star. And, mm. you know, it's got a lot of Muppets and all this different stuff. And, I mean, Empire may be the better movie in a lot of regards. But I preferred Jedi because of the feel-good aspect to it. And it wrapped up the trilogy very just satisfyingly yeah. and my favorite of the prequel trilogy is obviously sith you know mm -hmm. it wrapped up a trilogy very just concisely and you know in a satisfying fashion this especially for not just wrapping up a trilogy but nine movies this whole saga it i i don't know i mean overall i'm still processing certain Dude. aspects even after another viewing but i'm I, I didn't walk out satisfied it felt disingenuous to a degree well, if that makes did, sense. Did this movie shift and have to suddenly be like the capstone of three trilogies? Like, at, at what point? Like, I thought this was just supposed to be like the birth of new of Star Wars, like a new generation to go forward well, and start their so, own stories. Like, when did it become? I love the yeah. yeah, I love these new characters too. Yeah. I still, even if I didn't enjoy the way that they were written at times, I really dig Ray. I really dig yeah. Finn, even if I yeah. felt he was underserved a little bit. I dig Poe. I've read some of the expanded stuff that they've done, you know, comic and, you know, novelized with them. Um, for me, this is really, this is really compelling me. It's the, it's the Ben Solo story. And he, at the end of the day, is my favorite part of this new trilogy. I thought Adam Driver was like, he, that scene with him seeing his father, although some people have argued that it should have been Luke he was talking no. to. I don't know what you guys oh, think about that. No. But I mean, anytime it, I mean, uh, Harrison since... shows up to play is always a good moment mm. in my in my book. Yeah. Like... And I know it was fan service yeah. with him saying saying I know as he was trying to tell his dad he loved him and stuff. But that was the most emotional scene in the entire film for me, especially since I was not expecting it at all. Because Harrison was on record for just not even wanting to come back for Force Awakens, mm. let alone you know for the conclusion of this. Money trilogy. does a lot of things. So, Fuego. <laughs> yeah, it most definitely does. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I love Harrison, but he's uh, had a couple of issues landing planes lately. He might have some bills he's got to pay. Right, so he right. Might have to... <laughs> so, yeah. so to the the thing that that I've always complained about when people have have really gotten their panties in a bunch about either seven or eight is wait, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. wait. So if there's one positive, I'm gonna jump on with Rise of Skywalker with regards to Rey. If she's a Mary Sue, then it fucking makes sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, in hindsight, just about. right? So in hindsight, shouldn't Force Awakens be better now because we know that she's a like the the heir? Well, I'll say this: uh, after watching Rise of Skywalker, uh, Fuego Rogue One is a whole looks a whole lot nicer now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, that that makes me happy that you're kind of coming around. Rogue One's now. good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I really dig Rogue I One. I do too. <laughs> that last half, that little like right once they get to that uh, island 
tropical. Yeah, planet. yeah, <laughs> Beach World. Once they get there, it's <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I just love that they committed to it being a legit suicide mission because mm. that was when I went into the theater. I had I didn't think they were gonna kill everybody. Right. I'm like, oh, they're not gonna. Like, uh, Felicity Jones, is that her name? I, I, I want to say, yeah, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, she, uh, the fact that they killed everybody, I was like, okay, Disney, I'm kind of impressed that you well, did that because that's really that's really not your not your what, what about the so. little the subtle thing where um, shit, uh, Amadala, uh, no, um, no, not Amadala, what the, what the hell's his name, uh, Jimmy Smith's. What's his what's his character? Oh, um, uh, uh, Baylor. Yeah, where a little yeah. subtle thing where he's like, I have to go back to to uh, his home planet to do something, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh you're not gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little subtle thing that they threw in there. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's it. it uh, we don't need to get the whole thing in. Oh right, yeah, right, right. What I'm right. here for? Bro- yeah. Broke one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We, yeah, we don't yeah, need to. <laughs> I appreciate Rogue One more than I used to because now I've seen it even more hacked to the bone, <laughs> multiple yeah. cuts of a movie, Star Wars. Yeah, so. yeah, like, like there's, there's, I, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I mean, I was just going to say the reason I used the term like disingenuous was because I felt like there was forced acts, aspects about this and, you know, the whole... I don't know. In my spoiler review with Cecil, that's that's gonna go up this weekend. I I made the uh, Everclear reference, trying to be everything to everyone, mm. like that song, mm-hmm. you know, from so much for the afterglow. And it's like, and and then you in turn don't really end up pleasing anybody because they were trying to like, you know, appease the people who were pissed about certain things, you know, from this previous film with you know Luke catching the saber or with uh, you know. That was an awesome know. moment for the record when that hand just comes I out. I liked like, it too, and yeah. it made and 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 I didn't feel like that was a slight necessarily against Ryan's film because Luke had an arc in the Last Jedi, and he did decide to actually force project himself or whatever that was, and he did actually help in the process when initially he didn't want to. So him having a change of heart as a force goes to try to give some inspiration to Ray and motivation and stuff. I don't know. I didn't see it as a slight, but. Um, they just I, really I agree. Overstuffed I, I was weird that so many people did. Yeah. I, I agree. Go ahead, though. Yeah, they just really overstuffed the turkey in this with trying to, to pepper in references from every single previous film, all eight previous films. I mean, we saw Porgs. We saw Ewoks. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they did practically everything in this movie. And at that point, I was just like, it was almost like the equivalent of a greatest hits record as opposed to a fucking awesome new album by yeah, your favorite While band. still introducing so, things, too, where she's like, Whoa, let's calm down with the new people. Uh, also, that dagger was completely uh, 100% pointless. pointless. We, we, we could talk about the whole, like, oh, it's a dagger made 30 years ago with 5,000-year-old Sith runes on it, but that's its own plot hole. Let's just address the fact that it was pointless Dude, how many... because nothing happened on the There's, like, star. five Chekhov gun things that just, they just, yeah. Finn saying, I, I, I have something yeah. to tell you. <laughs> You gotta shoot the gun! Shoot the gun! What, the f- what is this? <laughs> you can't just introduce something like that and leave it. There's that. There's there's the the what the hell was that that crowd of of people by Palpatine? Oh, that was like one of the weirdest and creepiest. Was things he in a too, stadium then, of other Palpatines yeah. or like? Yeah, I thought they were all like maybe like Snoke clones. Like I mean maybe. 
I mean, not as bad as an Alien Resurrection where they're all still in tubes and stuff when they're trying to clone <laughs> clone Ripley. But I mean, just lots of lots of you know failed attempts, and, so and to speak, at, at trying to clone Snoke. Their existence is to just sit there. All those Star Destroyer. Oh, go ahead. No, like their existence is just to sit in that you know Gladiator Coliseum and and just yeah wait, wait like Be creepy. like uh it's like Palpatine Purgatory. They just sit there and. We're going to wait for something. It's just so weird. I, I, I was really hoping they'd cut to an interior shot of some of those Star Destroyers, and they would just be more Snoke clones wearing those robes <laughs> of the guys. Like, in, like The entire fleet is just being flown by Snoke clones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it didn't do anything that fun, and they just had an army just lying around. I mean, like you know, mm. just just say you have the cloning technology from Kamino, and you've got five hundred million clone soldiers completely loyal to the Empire, ready to go. Yeah, and yeah, uh, like, uh, and uh, and for as much as they do with Kylo and Ray, I I really feel like it's not earned. As 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 yeah, oh odd God, as that sounds, so they're like, what? Oh, they didn't. What? Oh, they didn't earn that kiss, that that, that little smooch. At the I, end. As far as I'm God. concerned, no. Like I, <laughs> I don't feel like that. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that was all Ryan stuff because Ryan was the one who really introduced more so than anything that possible love like thread between the two of them. So I mean, people can say JJ abandoned course corrected so much, but he still maintained a lot of you know last That's Jedi. That's some plot hardcore too, hard so. to get then because. Right up. Well, I think the point of doing it Last Jedi was for her to deny him at the end. She'd be like, look, I'm going to pull in. But then, like, yeah. you know, she rejects him. And he was but then, the then, yeah. then. Also, Luke Skywalker exploded. His lightsaber exploded. Why is it still usable in this movie? It it, it cracked in half and the crystal exploded. <laughs> was that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was reading this uh, Mace Windu comic book the other day, and it was basically like, his, his lightsaber gets destroyed by this protege of Grievous, and yeah. apparently Mace is able to just put it back together with his force power because of the fact that it's the force that's binding all of these metal pieces together. So, I don't know. There's a lot that you're just supposed to accept at face value <laughs> right. that is back in this movie, whether it's an emperor who, you know, referenced, uh, uh, what, like Plagueis or Plagueis or whatever, mm. and that's why now you realize why that's J.J.'s favorite part mm. of Revenge of the Sith because he's like, ha, 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 ha. That's how I can justify a returned emperor with giving zero to any explanation mm-hmm. and i think we even joked about that on the last episode of show business we're like how much are they really going to explain <laughs> and i think i was like i don't think they're really going to explain <laughs> they're like, anything they're just going to just like, watch oh, it back. <laughs> um yeah so i mean lightsabers oof. being back characters being back man, <laughs> i don't know yeah how many people did they fake out killing in this movie oh that's too? true like, so oh hold my. on hold on real uh, real quick <laughs> there was yeah, something yeah. emily said that about this about mm-hmm. the lightsaber she's like and for for her to bury Anakin Skywalker in sand of all places, what a dick move! <laughs> Knowing how much he hates sand, she, and Luke she hated living there too. Oh. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And, and, and Leia never lived. Yeah, there. and then she, she turns on the, the thing just to show I have a yellow lightsaber, and then not use it just, just, just to show it's yellow. Imagine if during the just fight, to sell more yeah. toys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like it's instead of her doing like the moment where she's like, I've got Luke's Leia saber, I got Leia's mm-hmm. saber. Remember, she was just like, Okay, well, here's my saber. <laughs> it's like this big old double bladed thing. Like that would have been so cool. Yep. But 
So yeah. Also, why does the Emperor? He got beat by Force Lightning getting reflected back in his face once, back against Mace Windu. I was going to he... say that. Huh. Right? Thank you. Like, how do you yeah, not but, learn but your lesson? But Mace Windu doesn't have the strength of him. He he got yes. beat by a younger version of, of his... Well, I mean... Yeah, and I mean, Rey had the strength of all the Jedis. Uh, right. right. So, yeah. Yeah. Jedi plus Palpatine. All the Sith versus all the Jedis. And I did dig that scene with hearing all the voices, hearing Liam, mm -hmm. hearing, you know, Ewan McGregor, hearing Yoda, hearing, you know, Samuel Jackson and all... I mean, it was a cool cacophony. It was obviously a callback to, you know, some of those weird dreamy type sequences in Force Awakens, right. but... No, there's, there, like, it, it's strange. There's... I want to like this movie. I really do. Um, I would like a Rogue One to this movie. Like, I'd, I'd like yeah. I'd like uh, an 8.5, if you will. Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know, like... Uh, as a fan of Kingdom Hearts, I need to tell you right now, it's really dangerous territory when you go and make a sequel that's like something point five. You're just okay. You're just you got to be okay. careful. But okay, but keep going. <laughs> Obligatory Lindsay video game reference. <laughs> I like that you got those in video game. Really good, good, good job. <laughs> I don't know. Spider Man two point five is even better, where they add in those extra like. 15 minutes or whatever it is to Raimi's best Spider-Man movie. Some, sometimes oh. it works, you know? Aliens director's cut, Terminator oh, 2 director's true. cut. I mean, some sometimes it well, works, but it's not okay, always okay. the case. Enough, so so I've, I've, I never I never fell to the to the bait of all the spoilers that were being clickbaited to hell uh, and Ooh. how many endings there were and, and this, that, and the other. If that is in, indeed true, um, it, it, do you think there's a solid movie like a solid start to finish that that's cohesive out there at one point probably but whether it was jj's decision or people higher up that made them nope 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 you got to curtail to to reddit nope 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 this isn't what reddit would want and and then that's how the movie got so convoluted with like the dagger that you need to like look at the remains of the Death Star from the right angle in order to know where you're supposed to go. But then going to the Death Star was pointless because they just got the thing they got from the Death Star from somewhere else. Right. Like that doesn't happen with a solid script. That happens when you're mixing ideas from different. And parts. and how did they know to like how did they know that the second Death Star would would be on the ground? Like the timing doesn't make sense because it was the daggers from like a certain time period that it, it, it the the death star would not be on the ground right if if the timing of this dag like the would the dagger anticipate so this, where it was going to be like it's a 30 year old dagger with 5000 year old runes on it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean qui-gon for instance in like some of the expanded material qui-gon is like fascinated by the jedi prophecies mm -hmm. and you know yoda tells him countless times in some of these novels he's like He's like, no, by studying all of this stuff, you know, you're just, I, I mean, none of it is set in stone. It's just predictionary and so on and so forth. So, I mean, there's there's silly ways where you can kind of try to explain and justify certain plot conveniences. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, force or, you know, whatever, you know, sort of, sort of speak. But, yeah, there's just a lot of very, guys, sure enough. I mean, let's just continue moving it forward. But, yeah. <laughs> Why, if there was less, if like the movie worked better, I wouldn't care that they did a fake out death on Chewie than to fake out death on 
uh, 3PO. 3PO, yeah. Like, like if it was, if the story was stronger, if it felt like it was going somewhere, if it felt like, like any of, if if they weren't so abusive to characters like Rose, while also like very awkwardly putting Leia in, like I still contend this movie should have opened on Leia's. Oh, movie. I thought. I thought it was better than it could have been. I was really worried, but it was still very awkward. It was very obvious the lines were all like the dialogue was written around yes. the that they had. Yes, that that it, it was uh, always mm. trust a droid or never that that line. It felt like oh, they wrote around that line. That that yeah. is weird. Yeah, she should have yeah. died a lot. I mean, <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> yeah, they still uh, yeah they still handled it better than I was anticipating yeah. though. They they wove it in decently. You know, it did it, it wasn't like train wreck status. You know, and I mm. did really enjoy the scene with you know Kylo getting healed and turd dying mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Although you know. Everyone is like, I've never seen a Jedi do that before, and it's like, well, Baby you know, Yoda it's did. been in some of the, it's been in some of the, he, he, he did, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's why, that's why they released it on Wednesday. Speculating, mm-hmm. so so you would know, <laughs> and it's also been in like some of the novels and, and whatnot, that sort of force healing power, but and plus, just once again, con- conveniences, man. Every <laughs> single installment of uh, Star Wars has introduced something new about the Force, so. There's the new one for this one. You could heal people, even though it's not technically mm-hmm. introducing. And I, I yeah. liked it. Like, you know, yeah, they're, right. they're, they're very, I, they, I, I've always wanted Jedis to throw the lightsabers away and play with the force powers more. Like, I, like if, if I was put in charge of this, this trilogy, you would have like a, a dude who never touched a lightsaber in his life. Cause he just can just throw things at people without even thinking mm-hmm. about it. You just have to deal with You have to fight him through the force, not through lightsabers. So, I like that they explored all that, but I just, I wanted it to mean more in the end. Like maybe use the healing power to rejuvenate Palpatine and then and ben, when he's young, like he sees, or, uh, well, what, yeah, like uh, she, well, he, you, you, you Romeo and Julieted, like what, what, yeah. why mm-hmm. not, what? Um, and could, couldn't we just have like 13 seconds of, Palpatine from episode three. Like, why did we have to get uber serious Palpatine? Like, I I just wanted a little bit of camp from him. Just just a line or two. That is when the Emperor's best when he's camping. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's it's post five and six mm-hmm. Palpatine, but you know. Eh. And actually, that crane thing he's on—that's a callback to. I, I had a couple of random Star Wars Tales of the Jedi comics growing up, and one of them had a Sith bad guy who had like an arm thing like that supporting his him because he was like 5,000 years old and his bones didn't work anymore and the Jedi cut the arm and his body just collapsed in on itself because he had no bones. Hmm. I'm like, that's a cool callback. Hmm. I like that you did that. But also like me and like only two other people are going to get that. Yeah, so. it's it's strange. Usually <laughs> usually movies I remember like the middle chunk and that's the part of the mo- mm-hmm. of this movie that I'm like just so, maybe because I keep falling yeah. asleep on it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, don't no. I don't. Oh no, it was boring. It was boring. Yeah. The, the middle of this film just did not do it for me. It wasn't until we got back to like more of a just eminent aspect of conflict, you know, and just for foreboding. And of course, we have to have another big space battle at the end. And I mean, mobilization of everybody and whatnot. And, and like, like, is it going to happen? And eh, I don't know. Lando was fun being back in this. That definitely brought a smile to my yeah. face. Although 
I must admit, the most prequel scene era, aside from, uh, you know, our, our casino playing it from the previous one was when they were at that music festival thing. Yeah. I was just like, man, am I back in the prequels? What is going that on was here? A this is just weird. rough. That was very yeah. weird. And the timing of it, too, because 3PO says, oh, it's a celebration of 42 years. And I'm like, oh, what, what yeah, a coincidence. 42 years yeah. before. <laughs> Uh, I, I, honestly, they should have just cut that whole planet, and they should have just gone straight to the planet where, like, they sit, like the 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 first order are just kicking indoors, and it's all World War II Germany style. Like that was dope. I, I liked that planet. They should have gotten there faster. And the only reason they went to the other planet was to get the dagger. That didn't ultimately mean anything. And then the movie just forgets about. And uh, sorry. Well, yeah. Just... And 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 uh, Hux being a, a, a. I liked that. Really? That was cute. Another thing that I, I, I felt like, how... like was just un, unearned. Like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't want well, you to I like win. I just don't want him to lose. Won... Yeah, exactly. I love that. That was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, all right. Well, I, like, Hux is such a, a, a self-absorbed character. It, it makes sense that he would just, he doesn't care who wins anymore. He just wants Kylo to be But the reveal was was a little meh. Agreed. Just Agreed. Oh. Like, he should have done another thing after that. He shouldn't have been immediately. Yeah, right, exactly. That. Just, uh, what, what? Oh. It was obviously done for, like, humorous yeah. effects. And, you know, they're just like, ah, boom, you're done, you know. But I don't know. His his character became so comical in Last yeah. Jedi, which I didn't personally and like. I really... you know, that was one of Ryan Johnson's choices I was not fond of. Yeah, so. there's an inverse there. Him, him he got kind of, like, I in uh, for, uh, episode seven. I thought like there was something really special about him there. Their their back and forth mm-hmm. was really neat, and then it kind of dissipated in set eight, and then nine. I don't know. It, it's kind of like the inverse of Rose, the way she kind of got introduced and just disintegrated. It, it it. And there's so many new characters who introduced that could have just been Rose, like it, Hobbit from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> All of his lines. Oh, from Lost. Rose. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charlie from Lost. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was only in this movie because he lost some, he won some bet with JJ over like some football game or something. And so now JJ had to put him in a Star Wars movie. Yo, JJ cast a lot of his friends in this movie. Yeah. Which is fine. That, that's totally, I love how James Gunn always uses like his brother and Nathan Fillion. That's awesome. But Yeah, and like Rooker and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Michael Rooker too. Yeah. Mm. Can't, gotta, gotta, gotta show Rooker respect. <laughs> and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. How many of his stuff is is she in like who what uh well i guess it was slither, well, and... slither and then she oh, you're talking about james Gunn. although yeah. he just produced it and coco wrote the script but uh. okay so, so maybe it's not so much but she's been in a few yeah <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't know but it's so weirdly empty feeling this movie you just like it at least for me like i just don't feel it dude I, it, that's it's it's a joke granted i've been, i've been yeah. like really head sick and and night quilled out yeah. but like the the running gag in the house has been if you need to fall asleep put put a put the uncle copy of star wars on and <laughs> it, it never fails i i get past the chewy fake out death and then i wake yeah. up for credits and i'm like what why does this keep happening? <laughs> it's like there's a there's a, a, a you know whatever those watch things where they fucking hypnotize you. Oh, the... <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just like. <laughs> but I can't I I can't properly sit through it a second time. I, I have granted I haven't left left the house. It might be a different experience right. in a theater, but I I just like 
there's nothing about the middle that 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 sticks out and i could really tell you about there's there's things that that are neat there's things i could point to and say oh why not why not more of this and 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 what's the deal with that but uh, for the for the most part it's just questions and and yeah. this is neat but well, let's do something for fun then. What's mm. something you guys like? A moment that you really is there like a moment in this movie you guys did really really like that we haven't mentioned yet? Wedge. Yeah, that was cute. Oh, Wedge right. for a second. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> for was like fun. five seconds. <laughs> and that's all it needed to be. It just needed to like, oh yeah. hey, that was Wedge. Like that, you, you didn't need more. And John Williams well, was I in it too. Te- oh wait, was yeah. Oh, he was a pilot. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <clears throat> Always watch the Star Wars pilots. They're they're fun cameos. Yeah. It's, that that does happen a lot. Like in uh, uh, in Mandalorian, when the the three ro- the X-wing pilots were like the three directors of Mandalorian episodes. Dave Filoni, uh, what's her name, and John Favreau. So that was kind of fun. Oh. Uh, I really well, liked I mean, when the Emperor. Go ahead. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. When 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 the Emperor. I'm looking up a thought. I will. Well, when the Emperor just shoots all his lightning up in the sky, that was that was a cool. Oh, destroying ships with his. That was pretty cool. Uh, very good sound moment. The that that, yes. that like yes, uh, classic Star Wars giving you some Dolby surround. That was a that was a really neat uh, experience. That when he bolts the thunder into the sky, lightning in, into the sky. Um, again, but that that army of of ships. What? How how did they get made and? Why do they and they have... all have Death Star, like you know, uh, like the uh, destruction capabilities too. Uh-huh. Each of them. Yeah. That, that that makes me think of like if there's like that you have that has to be a contention. Like you only do that through contempt, contempt, right? Contempt for your audience. Like people hated more Death Star in Force Awakens, and now there's the most Death Stars ever in this. Movie. Well, there are the like... Death Star lasers on a ton of ships. Uh, what are they called? Yeah. Uh, destroyers, star destroyers. Yeah, exactly. now they're literally star destroyers. But like, mm-hmm. um, if if you had that many on standby, why are you cutting out a whole of a planet to to like? You would think, uh, like, <laughs> the constructor in me, which isn't isn't mm-hmm. anything. If you if you're building something like that on ships, at the same time as you're doing this this planet cutout, why are you wasting your time on the on the planet cutout, if you could have it mobile on ships and. Uh... And so here, I just googled this real quickly. It took twenty years to build Star Killer Base. Mm-hmm. So like the entire time you're building Star Killer Base, you just have like an those army. Years you just have like <laughs> and, and like an ace in your yeah. hole. Like oh, I'm just gonna have all these other ones that can also do that. Like that's. How does he have the money? Do you know what? And like, I get it. And the the other thing, like Snoke's, like the Snoke's in a jar. What would have been neat Mm -hmm. was have Snoke show up and like have have Ben kill him again. And you're like, wait, what the hell's going on here? Why is Snoke back? Like, just just you know, instead of just showing us that oh, Snoke's a a a thing in a jar that that like clones. Like, you could have given us a little bit of a moment. Like, wait, what? I thought he was dead. No, again, again, all, all the star destroyers just just being flown by by Snoke's. So like when they <laughs> land the ship to try and do the land attack, like all those soldiers then have to fight off Snoke clones who are shooting lightning mm-hmm. at them while they're shooting la- laser bolts that at them. That could have been dope. Yeah. 
And then you have Snoke's like flying Tie Fighters and stuff like that. <laughs> you have Andy Serkis playing a million parts. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the biggest aspect of all of this in, in cohesion, in my mm-hmm. estimation, is the fact that we had three different directors initially. We probably didn't have as much conference amongst all of mm-hmm. them in the fact that you know JJ put these ideas forward and then Ryan like to he relegated them or just threw them out entirely. And then in turn, JJ was like, well, this is what I would have done if I had control of the entire trilogy. And just that, that lack of kind of an actual plan from Kathleen Kennedy is one of the biggest things that a lot of star Wars fans are criticizing this new trilogy about is that, you know, at least George had, like a game plan and an idea for all three of these Did films in the, in, in, in the prequels, you know, and there was some sort of just continuity in that regard. These three films were kind of all over the place. I mean, I can feel more of a similar vibe in both of JJ's yeah. films, obviously, yeah. but I mean, character motivations are a little bit different amongst the three films, and it's not so much like an arc of natural, understandable change. It's jagged. It's despondent. It's all well, over the place in a lot oh, of regards. Oh, sure. The, and the so, end of Last Hope. Excuse me. The, the end of Last Last, Je- Last Jedi is you know that, that anybody there's hope you know for rebellion and anybody the kid looking to the sky. It, it's it's all about everybody else and they're. Boom, we start off <laughs> Rise of Skywalker and after, same old shit, regular people, never mind, it's no kids, just fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? Because she's a pal. <laughs> yeah. Although I've seen a lot of criticism about that from people, and I don't know if it's necessarily coming from the right thought process because of the fact that they're like, well, the great message about The Last Jedi is that anybody could weld the mm-hmm. force, anybody, and that's been the case right. throughout the entirety of star right. wars they pick younglings from all over the galaxy that are force sensitive and have this possibility to be trained it doesn't mean that every single person you know becomes a jedi who has those sort of powers and that prowess and whatnot so i feel like people are just like reading a little too much into the whole nobody versus royalty mm. aspect that brian was a little heavy-handed with in in his message because you've had jedis from all walks of life genders races you yeah. know uh species whatever you know i mean so what? so that's where i take exception well, to some of the i mean criticism. that was kind of a thing that that's sure. kind of been a thing like if if i could say there's one thing that's fluid about the entire franchise is uh, these people that come from nothing that end up having great power. Uh, Anakin was a slave and ends up being Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Uh, Ray, uh, Luke, uh, you know, over on Tatooine becomes this yeah, big poor, poor right. farmer. And yeah. and and Ray is this fucking garbage collector and ends up being uh the the anti-palpatine so you know there's something fluid there with that where you know you, there's three separate trilogies about these people that come from nothing and end up being a big deal whether or not that's a, a good or bad side of the forces is, is the difference but uh, i i would say that's well, fluid. i guess the argument yeah. yeah, yeah. well, I guess the argument, though, is, is because of the fact that they all became the most powerful because of their lineage, and that's where people, mm. you know, just have gripes, or, or at least those who like the message of, of The Last Jedi, mm. so. Mm. Well, I, I, so. So, this, this is actually really amusing to me. So, I'm not a huge fan of, in The Last Jedi, the moment when 
Rose stops Finn from sacrificing herself. Like <laughs> I, I get it. Like that that is a good message. Defend what you love. Don't fight what you hate. I, I do like that. I wish it was accomplished in a different method. But what's really amusing to me is now in Rise of Skywalker, you once again have Finn about to do like a really big self-sacrificing moment to blow up the ship that he's standing on. And there's that moment where Rose sees him about to go and do it. And instead of Rose going, no, you still haven't learned my lesson. She's just like, do what you got to (laughs) do. Yeah, good point. Yeah, well, they threw that whole love story out the window, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, how? Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Rose is, he can't have Rose. He can't have Ray. He can't have Lando's daughter. Can someone just have sex with Finn? Like, if Poe can't do it, can just somebody (laughs) throw him a bone? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so there's that other, there's that other bit of news that, that clickbaity. Oh yeah, peep. we've been ranting. Let, let us have something solid. Let's is it, it solid? I don't know. So, so the big clickbait news is Disney force feeding a blink and you miss yeah. it lesbian kiss that's been mm-hmm. cut out of the India version. I. People were worried that they did it because China would want to cut it, but apparently China didn't cut it because, you know, again, China just doesn't care about Star Wars. It's kind of funny how they don't. But it was cut for Singapore. So it might not have been cut for China, but it was cut for some foreign stuff. So, yeah, you can say it was, yeah. Um, So, like, you can appease people by showing it just very quickly, but you're not going to implement it as, like, a legitimate plot point with uh, Poe and Finn, even if everybody is just argued constantly about that being the I'll case. Tell you. How many times has Disney's done this? Like, they did it with Beauty and the Beast, too. Like, oh, we have a gay character in Beauty and the Beast, and then uh, it's just two dudes dancing for, like, a half second. <laughs> like, Disney, we'll show you respect for showing representation when you actually do representation, not when you do something for 2.6 seconds and then ask us to respect you for the thing that you did for 2.6 seconds. And I, I, I didn't recognize it. seems disrespectful. It is, yeah. Because it's it's a blatant attempt to capitalize well, on it it's in order to get butts and, and seats. And what is she a bi character? Because she's kind of flirtatious with Chewie in in episode seven. Oh, who's who's flirting with Chewie? The, the woman who who is in the kiss is Oops. is like she's the one who's working on Chewie at at the base in episode seven. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. You're right. So good cut there, sir. Well done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not that it's a bad thing. Just, just what? Are you just gonna have people kiss just, just because? Like, what the fuck? She's a lesbian fur. <laughs> <laughs> the first time on show business, the words lesbian furry have been said. Yeah, I, I mean, cool. I, if I, but I, what I don't get is people making a big deal of it, one way or another. It, it it's this little thing. Which, all right, so what? What are, what are we making a big deal about it for? Uh, yeah, it sucks that that you know some places aren't progressive enough to have two girls kiss in their fiction. Uh, but this is America, and you know, wouldn't it have been great if like the reason why Ray can't be with Finn is because Ray's a lesbian and she's like having a thing with Rose. That would have been like the ultimate. Oh, you like, mean like like Jesus in in a Netflix thing that that apparently? Wait. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm sure there's uh, stuff on Pornhub that is already being put together <laughs> in that regard, no, sir. So. They're, they're, <laughs> as we speak, yeah. uh, trending on Twitter is cancel, hashtag cancel O Netflix. And it's because Netflix released some comic thing about Jesus as gay. And, oh. and people are 
quite upset. Um, oh, I did hear about this. Yeah, yeah, I did not, but I see it trending on Twitter right now. It looks like CP already. Yeah, I, I was like, why is it cancel O Netflix? <laughs> and I haven't gotten a, a solid response. Mm -hmm. Why not just cancel Netflix? Mm. I mean, the O isn't, unless he, I'm trying to figure out like the O, sometimes you have typing mistakes, but the O, mm -hmm. it's in a, in a spot where it doesn't make sense they're canceling Netflix in the in Italy. It's again, see the Netflix. Somebody so. said. Somebody said it's an Irish. Oh, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, so guys, I did find that uh, JJ quote that I was paraphrasing Yay. earlier, and this was basically his his just I don't know response to the fact that a lot of Star Wars fans have been critical of some of the things that he did, the proverbial overstuffing of the turkey with fan service mm -hmm. and trying to appease everybody and all that different stuff. And his exact quote was, we live in a moment where everything seems to immediately default to outrage. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it does epitomize that, because I still remember when I got out of the film on Thursday night, I had just filmed my review and I just did a rapid spoiler-free just initial reaction sort of thing, so, uh, sort of thing because I just needed to process so much of what I had watched and my mixed feelings about it. And yet there was this live streaming guy. I don't even remember the name of his channel. I'd never well, seen him before, you. but he had, <laughs> he had a large chunk of people on there. It was like a few thousand and he was just, it was definitely not for children oh. with some of the language that this guy was okay. using. And he was just like, you know, fuck this movie, blah, 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 this, and don't even go spend your money. Listen to my opinion about it as opposed to going and watching it and forming your yeah. own opinion about it. And I, I didn't hate this movie, you know? I had a lot of problems oh, yeah. with it, but I did find a lot of enjoyment. That's why by the end of it, they had somehow started to win me back over, and I was just like, oh, they're getting me with these nostalgia feels. They're, they're doing what they in, intended upon. And yet, yeah, outrage is all too often in this sort of culture where, you know, not only is is, is nerddom, I feel like there is an, an essence where those of us who were so much more into it back before it was as mainstream as so many of these properties have become in the last decade or so, that we feel, you know, kind of betrayed to a degree when it doesn't adhere to it. It's like the people who are like, I was punk rock before punk rock was punk rock sort of thing. And <laughs> It's like this was mine before everybody else yeah. jumped on the bandwagon. Tell him about the Deftones. You know when it... <laughs> uh, I haven't liked them much since White Pony. Oh but, uh, I guess it's man, song. really? Subtitle is okay. Uh -huh. but, I mean, if it, I mean, I just think of the, the second album around the fur and them standing on all the shark cages. Yeah, and, uh, it's My a great summer. Good great, song. great, great music video. Yeah, shove it. So good. But but yeah, there's there's almost like kind of a, an, an ownership aspect to a lot of these properties, which makes people even more angry when they don't continue along the course that they would prefer. And so, I mean, JJ makes a good point, but in the same right, it's, I don't know, he is trying to cover his ass a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't like, I, I'm, I'm wondering if, if, I mean, y you could see it that the complaints, the backlash about Last Jedi had an influence. There's there's mm -hmm. no way that that the that what we saw on the internet for Last Jedi there's there's no way that it didn't have something to do with what we got with Rise of Skywalker and 
Yeah, hence NC's Reddit yeah. reference, man, because yeah. that's like I've, I've watched a lot of reviews on this movie at this particular point, mm -hmm. uh, both spoiler and non-spoiler, and a lot of people continue coming back to the fact that they're like, yeah, this script feels like it was written by people who went, uh, you know, JJ and his co-writer, whose name eludes me, they went on Reddit and they took notes of all the different various things that pissed people off about the previous film and tried to either course correct, smooth things over, so to speak, mm -hmm. and that's essentially what this film did and that's where that's where you get some of that disingenuousness that that i mentioned and just the lack of just capable and just understandable narrative flow and you know, the, the peaks and valleys aspect mm. that we got instead so and, and I, this jj is a very competent director he really is he's just not Fishy. yeah <laughs> It's just the. I feel like he needs a co-director there, like because like the story is always JJ's weak point. He gets he works great with actors. He always gets interesting performances out of people. His movies are always very fast paced. They're rarely boring, which is one of the. I was just gonna. Movie, so I was just boring. gonna say like, Force yeah. Awakens cruises, yeah. and this is just like yeah. What, what is? What are we doing? It stagnates. Yeah. It, it, it loses because it doesn't have a, a clear even though it's 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 arguably like the most clearly directed and it has the most clear direction like they got to get to exegol but testicle how do you get, to, get testicle? to exegol is so sorry what were you saying no i kept calling it testicle because it, it's it's oh, really close yeah, te <laughs> yeah, test, test exegol uh, but the, the way they get there is so convoluted and backwards it like you just have to do all these seemingly unnecessary steps and you keep faking these characters deaths along the way just to bring them back and it, it's it just I, I just why is this movie like this? Also, like why is the fact that Lando's daughter is in this movie not addressed in canon? Like I don't understand. Why? That. Oh, that's because they want you to buy the novel in the next sure, two sure. months or whatever. Yeah. But also, <laughs> why the ticking clock element? Like why? What? Yeah. What? What is? What's the rush? What are we doing? Why is this suddenly a rush? What's going on here? Exactly. Yeah. Why is now the moment that the yeah. first makes <laughs> exactly. this movie? Like, I understand Luke is dead, but. How long has it's been? Like a little bit of time in between the movies. Like it look, it feels like a, almost a year has passed between Last Jedi and this. Am I wrong? Do we have a timetable of... uh, in canon or life? Because life, it's been two years. In, in canon, oh. no, it's been two months since Last Jedi. I know, but it feels like five years. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever mentioned directly in the film. You would definitely have to go on like Wikipedia to get some specifics huh. about all of this convolution. So... I'll look that up right now. Actually, that's an interesting question. Yeah, because. What the quote? The quote starts with the dead speak. The crawl, excuse me. The crawl starts with the dead speak, and like mm -hmm. it, I remember thinking, mm -hmm. "Whoa, this is." Right off the bat, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh boy." I mean, it, it was a callback to Phantom Menace when the very mm -hmm. first line of the crawl is something about trade war negotiations, mm. and you're like, oh, "Yeah, where's yeah. this going?" And then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the crawl references like every previous saga film's title at one particular point or oh, does another, it? if I'm not mistaken, right? Huh. I oh think it does. I've been yeah. awake six times for it. You'd think I'd remember some of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's supposed to supposedly it's about a year. Like it's 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 a loose year. Like it looks like it's like the same way that Marvel's like. When did Thanos happen? Oh, a couple years ago. Mm. When did Captain America get unfrozen? Oh, a couple years ago. How long has it been in between movies? Oh, about yeah. a year. Like you know. Yeah. Grain, grain of salt gear. Yeah, it, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like what. So Luke dying, like, and that's you coming to that that conclusion, right? It's not like they were like, okay, Luke's dead, so now we we, right, 
now now the floor is ours like what what i mean that would make sense to me that like yeah luke's dead like let's move let's try and take advantage but i have nothing in the canon confirms that. and and, and, you know, and like doesn't the last movie end yeah last jedi ends with kylo being like let's burn the sith let's burn the jedi so what if this movie opens with just Kylo's going all around the galaxy, like burning down Jedi temples and anything Sith related. And then he finds the Wayfinder. So he goes off into the far reaches and he finds Exegol. And then he finds the Emperor. You don't even need the whole the dead speak thing. Mm. He just, just finds him because like, that'd be interesting. Like, oh, you're building an army out there? There was a moment. Okay, I want that army. There was a moment for a split second where I thought they were going to do the world against the Emperor, like the galaxy against the Emperor. When, when the people in the, the new order, the dark first order, mm-hmm. when they were having last, uh, order. last order, the final order, whatever the <laughs> shit, the fuck, uh, when they were having a discussion about, mm-hmm. you know, what he has to offer. And they're like, don't we want to talk about, you know, what, what that's going to cost. And, and, and he's like, well, it'll, it'll increase our army 10,000 fold. And you're just like, yeah, what cost? And it's just like, Ooh, Ooh, rebel. Please, please. This, this would be neat. This would be an interesting, <clears throat> little mexican standoff with with everybody that's that's been against each other but you know yeah. that's a another idea that <laughs> also wouldn't it be interesting if like they like they had all these ships yeah. but they didn't have people to fly them so snokes in, in the in the a jar of snokes yeah, well, you, well you, you, you're not even doing that but like so like in the, in the final battle it's like oh we all we need to destroy the array so the ships can't communicate so they can't leave the planet which doesn't wow make yeah sense, but sure yeah but whatever, sure, let, let's go with that. Yeah. Like, well, if they didn't have enough people to man all those ships, that suddenly makes sense because all the ships are flying by remote. So it would make sense that you need these complicated communications arrays that could be disrupted. Yeah. But again, you, you never bring that up. Um, Pete in the chat uh, so... says the plot, the movie's plot was taken straight from Dark Empire and Operation Shadowhand, which, Fuego, are you familiar with those? I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Second one, I am not. Dark Dark Empire was where Luke was turned to the dark side. Palpatine had been cloned quite a bit. I mean, this is one thing that I've had like arguments about, uh, you know, with like a couple of my friends who are very into Star Wars as well, is whether this was in fact the original Palpatine or whether this was a clone Palpatine. I think this was in fact the original Palpatine, and through some whatever Sith, you know, stuff that was hinted at into that one particular scene you know he i mean how does he survive a blowing up death star if if the death star crashed down the weird mm-hmm. remnants of it on that planet i guess yeah then maybe you know it, it wasn't completely blown to bits and there was stuff that you know fell back down on that moon of endor or whatever but uh yeah the second one i have not particularly read so i can't say that i know anything about that but uh well I was just looking timeline-wise, though, guys, and uh, at least on Wikipedia, which is a very reputable source, and they they basically, just like, you know, BC and AD, they base everything before the Battle of Yavin and after the Battle of Yavin, and so that's the the, the, uh, fight in the first film where they blew up the original Death Star, and it says here that uh, this film takes place eight months after The Last Jedi, so... Yeah, so that is, I mean, obviously in the outer regions, the emperor was amassing this crazy fleet. Perhaps he was only having correspondence with Richard, uh, is it Richard E. Grant? Was that the name of the yes, actor? Yes, that is the actor. Or, he was quite good. Yeah. yeah. I, I always remember him with the, the, what's this line in Transformers? My face <laughs> is my ID or whatever. Like, he's such a good actor. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, but he was like more of the, you know, 
I don't know. This is one thing that I did like about The Force Awakens, and you mentioned it a little earlier. Uh, Lindsay, if I'm not mistaken, was there, well, it was either you or CP, but bottom line, uh, just the whole conflict of ideology that we had, especially in A New Hope and then a little bit in Empire and stuff between Vader and those other Imperial guys was, you know, the, the old ways of the Sith and, you know, you're, you know, crazy religion is dead and so on and so mm. forth. And the fact that Kylo was a resubscriber to that, him and, uh, you know, uh, Dominic Gleason's character, whose name eludes me at this particular point, that, like they're, Talks, yeah. Um, they're just, you know, hatred for each other and like healthy rivalry of sorts and just differing ideology. I was actually kind of disappointed to see a disregard for that. And that's kind of what I thought the grand character was shifting in and epitomizing a little mm. bit was that more old school mm. imperial men mentality that was not in yeah. line with the Sith. But then it, it's, it's kind of contradicted. Mm. But then, in fact, it's kind of contradicted a little bit with the fact that he's been in correspondence with the Emperor for a while. So I don't. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah he's the one who's he trying to like... convince them all to, to 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 fall in line. Didn't he have some line yeah. though of like, "I've been serving you since the last war," or "I've been yes. serving you the old thirty yes. years" or something like yeah. that? Yeah. 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 So he was, was a I don't know a low level whatever the the hell. Now George Lucas can go back and digitally place him into Jedi or something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna remove Grand Marv Tarkin. It's just gonna be. Well, no, he, he's so a lower level. Rogue One just... <laughs> he's just at the table when they're when they're when that guy gets choked. It's him. <laughs> um. So there was so something about Palpatine that I I wanted to bring up and I totally forgot now and now I feel like an idiot. What oh, happened damn. to his fingers? Oh, oh, right. So there's a line that he says, um, that. It is exactly the line that he gives to Anakin when Anakin asks him about, uh, uh, you know, fighting death. Uh, and he gives him the, the, the uh, what the hell is his name? Plagueis, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Plagueis. And some people yeah. find the path to the dark side to be unnatural or so. so Unnatural. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. like line for line, he 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 used that quote from Episode Three, and I was just like, "Okay, it's interesting, but but yeah. why why here?" <laughs> I think that was the extent of the justification we were speculating. Like, what are they going to give us for the fact that he is still alive somehow? Mm. And you know, I think he was just pretty much on like life support. Hence that tales yeah. of the Jedi stuff Lindsay was referencing with all the tubes in the back of him and stuff. I don't think that was a cloned emperor. I I really don't. And you know, and and so that would in fact be different than Dark Empire with it being the original emperor as opposed to a cloned version. It of would him. have been neat to so. have a couple of. Uh... A Boba Fett's. I mean, if you're gonna have jars of Snoke's, I mean, some some stray. Yeah, jars of Fett. Yeah, just a couple of stray Commander Cody's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be cool. I mean, that guy's still around. Speculating, they're saving him. They're, they're all saving him for the Mandalorian man. There's still all that speculation that it was him. He's an he's an Aquaman. The guy's still acting. Yeah. yeah, but I know in Battlefront they had somebody had stolen his armor. So I, yeah, I. <laughs> Who the hell knows at this particular point? <laughs> so, here's one thing that keeps amusing me as while we're kind of on the subject of all this. Uh, so, 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 the Emperor is Anakin's dad. Like, whether biologically or not, he used the Force to impregnate Shmi Skywalker. Are we sure and, of that? I mean, 
kind of, sort of. Like there was a whole, there was like this comic that came out that Man, like you guys do these that, books. <laughs> I mean, I haven't read it. I've just seen uh-huh. it being passed around online, and the discussion around it has reached the point where the writer of the comic has responded to be like, "Oh no, 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 that's not what's happening." I mean, it's literally happening on the page, but what you're seeing and hearing isn't what's happening, hmm. people. So hmm. don't well, trust your eyes. Yeah, and that was a Dark Horse comic, so that's no longer in canon, if I'm not mistaken. But the fact that they can cherry pick all these ideas and. But but, I mean, if we go with that theory that Plagueis did, or or, or Palpatine did give birth in some way to Anakin, that means that Rey and Kylo are related. Well, I mean, how Star Wars of it then? Luke and Leia. So they're like kissing. Kissing cousins or something, and again, mm. what, do, you, do you want to tell me something new? Because that's I, so nineteen seventy-seven. Right, <laughs> Jedi inbreeding. Yeah, well, actually, yes, exactly. Yeah, Luke and Leia—they they kiss. Sister kissing. I mean, twins are. And L- Luke kind of taunted about it too. He was all like, "Yeah, <laughs> take that, Han." <laughs> Leia's final thought was, "I kissed my brother once." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that, that that never really uh hey but chewy got his medal at least chewy got his medal and chewy losing his shit when um yeah when was it leia dying like yeah. like finally that was a good scene. like fuck yeah. yeah you saw a dog person give some real good emotion it's just like yeah everybody everybody he knows is dying that's 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 mm. the right response that's really cool to see that there's a bunch of moments in this really movie where it's like, ah, you have pieces. Where, where where's the rest? <laughs> and I would have yeah, loved he had to receive the medal in the comic books, but you know, I, I guess for those who don't read all of this expanded silliness that they have, you know, <laughs> right. just just double down. It makes me wonder if JJ's even like read or completely aware. I'm sure he has. You know, Stephen King has somebody, uh, this woman named Robert Firth, who basically, like a Robin Firth, I should specify, who keeps just consideration of all of his intertwining universe stuff with the Dark Tower and all of his other corresponding books, because it's almost like too much for him to even remember at his age. And so, yeah, it makes me wonder if they have similar, you know, people assisting with the process. Oh, sure. They're like ghost, ghost writers to a degree or whatever. And if Kathleen you know, Kennedy these... is that for Star Wars, then... More power oh, Dave her. Filoni's you know, probably a, a should be task. the the guy, right? Shouldn't Dave Filoni be yeah. the Kathleen Kennedy if if that's what we're gonna if we're gonna try to marvel this? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, oh. Kathleen Kennedy was a, a novitiate of Lucas. Well, yeah, back to the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah, going way back. True. Yeah, Indiana Jones sure. films and stuff. Right. I mean, she, she's been with with Lucas for a while. But before before uh, Mandalorian, Dave Filoni's uh, association with Star Wars was uh, uh, the Clone Wars movie. Oh, the series, not, not the series as well. Yeah, but also the series and then Rebels too. He also did oh, Rebels, did, did, was so. he involved? I thought it was just the movie. He was involved with the shows too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, he was the show. It's my understanding yeah. that as of the 21st century, he's he's been like the the second to George Lucas as far as lore is concerned. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's the heir apparent. A lot of people think he's going to step in if Kathleen decides to peace out. You know, at at, at her age. So, gotcha. We shall see. Yeah. How old is Kathleen? I guess she's been from the eighties. She has to be getting up there then. Yeah, I think she's in her fifties. That young? 60s, really? Yeah, I would. Sixty-six. Yeah. Sixty-six. So okay. Yeah. So she's yeah, she's getting up there in years. Well, our president's seventy-three, so yeah, she's got time. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, oh, now I want to see the Trump Star Wars movie. Uh, you did. You, it's, it's the Emperor. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Emperor. <laughs> um, yeah, so do we think that something's... Uh, so uh, overall thoughts of this movie? Because I want to shift to Mandalorian because we're... We're about six hours away from the season finale, but um, Rise of Skywalker, like what? Rise of Skywalker and the and the trilogy as a whole, like what? It's Star Wars Suicide Squad, but it's also better than Suicide Squad, but <laughs> only by the skin of its teeth. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna reiterate something that uh, a very good friend of mine uh, said when we walked out of The Force Awakens, what, four years ago now, right? Because that was 2015 mm-hmm. when that came out. Yeah. Uh, he, he turned to me and he was like, it was kind of like Star Wars. <laughs> and I think that's about right, actually. Yeah. It felt in some ways like a fan film to a degree but what else are you going to have at this particular point when george is no longer involved and it's other people doing it who grew up decades of influence yes you know yeah yeah over 40 years so i guess everything will cut but yet i don't know mandalorian seems like it has come Mm. from a more genuine place in contrast it really does to me and that's why i actually had not watched that seventh episode and then i came home after rise of skywalker and I filmed my review and I went to sleep and the next morning I woke up on Friday and I watched that that seventh episode and finally seeing Homie from uh, Breaking Bad mm. show up and the yeah. fact that that episode is also directed by Deborah Chow. She directed the two best episodes of the season, episode three mm. and episode seven. Episode three being where the Mandalorians fought all the bounty hunters and then this one. And I was like... I feel like Star Wars is just fine in the television realm for now. And, you know, in a few years in 2022, if they continue that course for the next film, like they have tentatively announced that will be the next entry in whatever new trilogy, whatever, whether it's Old, old Republic, whatever it ends up being. Right. I'm I'm perfectly content with what they're doing on Obi-Wan the small on screen. Deck, and yeah. I kind of prefer it deborah chow is the one directing obi-wan and she did the two best episodes of mandalorian so i'm i think it's gonna be just we had a major death in episode seven too so uh yeah that one made me cry actually or at least a little little misty eyed uh, i can't help but wonder i'm upset he only said it once he should have said it more than once in that episode i'm so upset Mm. well i didn't want it yeah yeah because that was your guy Mm. Lindsay. (laughs) i was like give me more I spent the entire episode being like, say it, say it, say it, say it. He said it! But he never said it again, and then he just died. Uh, I wanted to use dying words like, avenge us. I've spoken. (laughs) And and yet that episode was kind of the culmination to a degree of what all the marketing campaigns and stuff, like actually getting the ragtag band together as opposed to, oh, he meets this one person here, this one person there, one person there, like to finally assemble his crew without spoilers. Yeah, we're getting we're getting we're getting warnings. Spoilers we're getting close. Okay. of uh, we we didn't warn spoilers for Mandalorian apologies. Um uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's it's a great show though. I can't wait for season 2. I it's I, I love that it was released on a weekly basis. I like the character. I like the scope of it. It I this I want more Star Wars like this. Yeah. At least for a minute. You know, like DC has struggled at the box office and with movies, but they've been knocking TV out of the park for a while. 
maybe that's what Star Wars needs to do for a minute. You know, just just own the TV realms for a while and then eventually start up a new movie thing. I do you yeah. think they kill Baby Yoda in this episode? If they do, I'm gonna kill you because you put that I thought mean, in my head. But... All right, so. Y- I you, think from a marketing standpoint, there is no way in hell they kill baby. You work backwards. <laughs> they still, I mean, they're like just just putting out the merchandise now. So I where think. is he then? Is my question. Yeah, you, you did episode nine without any sign of whatever he would have been. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's he's not an adult till he's six hundred, so you know he's still got a little ways to. Oh, so he's too, so <laughs> off the grid somewhere, just uh, chilling. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna show up in episode still... ten. <laughs> and, and and he's still by twenty five years or something. It's be thirty years after the original trilogy right. when we get this new one more or less or to some degree yeah. and or maybe it was twenty. How how I'm trying to remember. But yeah, with the just slow aging aspect, I think he most definitely ends this season in the clutches of these former Imperials and um oh, okay. Without without spoiling anything, that's no. I mean it turns into like kind of a chase so to sure. speak, and maybe maybe the world gets a little bit bigger because of the fact that they did this on a smaller budge, and it's been successful. Maybe they just second season do the aliens Terminator two thing, make the scope bigger as far oh. as production values, as far as just everything we get to see. You know, I would be down for that. <laughs> so yeah, um, that'd be interesting. Uh, Do you think Baby Yoda's gonna kill anyone in this episode? No, he's mm. too f- forcey. I don't. I don't. He's, he's too Jedi. Mm. He doesn't have enough yeah, sense in him. Uh, Although I liked when he was choking. Uh, what? Uh, what is her name? Gina Carano. Oh, uh, Jean, 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 Jean Carano. Carano, something mm. like that. Yeah, uh, she's a babe too. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Although she is built like a tank, is. As Lindsay said, uh, like an episode or two ago, and I was like, "Yeah, she is. She's like kind of kind of intimidating." My God, <laughs> yeah, those arms, man. Like uh, she, yeah. might, she, uh, she'll throw me around for a change. <laughs> that actually be kind of fun. <laughs> uh, so rank the trilogies, guys. Well, the one, three, two. Like Just that uh, easy, huh? original trilogy, sequel trilogy, prequels, yeah. Yeah, I had this discussion with Cecil in our in, in our spoilers review, and I, I've I've grown to appreciate the trilogies more. I guess I would probably still put the the sequel trilogy ahead, but yeah, it's a little closer than you might expect, especially with as much as like I I found Revenge of like I actually I I like Revenge of the Sith more, quite a bit more actually than Rise of Skywalker. I I really do. Hmm. It's it's more satisfying to me. Right. And. Uh, yeah, especially the last like 10, 15 minutes of that, I felt like they actually stuck the landing there in, in contrast with this one and like significantly yeah, better. One and two versus yeah. seven and eight. I'm one of the few people who dislikes uh, one more than two. People say Clones is the worst. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm i right there with you. Clones is my least favorite Star Wars has... movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- this isn't the the worst Star Wars movie. It's the dumbest Star Wars movie, and the, well, that, the, the worst of this trilogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, it's the messiest. It's the most. In, it's the the most slapdash. Uh, but it's it's still very well made. The camera work is very interesting. You're not just doing shot reverse shot. They're, they they do some interesting things. Uh, there's just sadly doesn't add up to anything very substantive. Mm. Substantiative. 
Yeah, so uh, I, I mir- I had I had a lot of fun with both seven and eight. I enjoyed them quite a bit. And my thing was, if they stick to landing, it'll be my favorite trilogy. Because I'm not a I'm really? not a big fan. Even more so. I'm not a big fan of Jedi. Um, Jedi's flawed, but they, yeah. And and here I am. I, I I can't definitively say, oh yeah, the sequel trilogy is better than the original trilogy. And I thought. They didn't stick the landing for me, which is so weird. Like it was, it, yeah. like, I, I mean, shit. Episode, like you said, Fuego. They stuck the landing for for Sith. Like, yeah. if there's a strong movie in the prequels, it's the third one. And and yeah. I, I I I think if there's a weak one in the sequels, it's the it's the third one. Mm-hmm. It's so odd. But I, I, again, I I I can't. This is six sessions. Five sleeps talking. So I, I need to watch it fully a second time before I can genuinely wrap my thoughts around it. But like me falling asleep five times, granted me doped up on NyQuil may may have something to do with it, but that's got to play into it, right? Like the fact that it's just losing me in well, the middle. Let's put it like this. I was super hard on Force Awakens when it first mm. came out. I, I, I was still, too. It's, it's still stupidly flawed, but it's fun. I love you know, that there's, movie. there's a lot of good moments in it. It the act, it's funny. The character, the cast is great. There's a lot to like in it. It's, it's good. That's enough. my second favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, and I saw it four, maybe five times in mm-hmm. theaters. I've seen Rise of Sky, Skywalker once, and I literally have no interest <laughs> in ever seeing it again. I, I just, I'm just not engaged by it. I just, I've seen it all. I don't, I'm not going to find anything of further substance in it. At least it doesn't feel like it. You know, like like Joker. If I watch Joker again, I know I'll appreciate it more. But it's just such a weird viewing experience. I don't want to watch yeah. it again, even though I just got a screener for it today. Mm. Uh, it, but Rise of Skywalker, I just don't care enough, and it's I. It's the first Star Wars movie I've ever just not cared enough to want to see again, and that's a weird sensation. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, at least for me. I mean, yeah. I don't not want to see it. I mean, clearly, I keep trying to. So there, I, I, okay. I, I want to understand why I do. Like, I, I'm just in this like question mark. Like, I'm just constantly like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm in a similar state of question even after a second viewing, and yet I, I, I feel like it's. More so, less of an intrigue aspect, and more of what Lindsay was saying, like an indifference to it. Where I don't hate yeah. it, but I definitely don't love it. And I, I mean, I enjoyed aspects of it, but I don't know. It didn't really put forth any really intriguing questions to me. Which the, the one thing, just to really briefly cycle back to Mandalorian, that I thought was intriguing that uh, the Werner Herzog character, you know, oh. where he was talking about the this this is mild mild spoiler but it's not really a plot related thing it's just more so an idea that was put forth that i found intriguing uh he's uh, later in the episode he says to uh you know mando and his little team of people including carl weathers and whatnot he's like do you see how this entire galaxy is in disarray after the destruction of the empire Mm we brought order we made sure, you know, like stuff, and it's kind of a big government crazy perspective of sorts. It's it's one of the more intriguing points that the show put forth, and like like Mando has made me think about certain things and actually expanded my, I don't know, in, intrigue and interest in certain yeah. Star Wars storytelling periods. And this one didn't. Dude, there's no pressure on well, Mandalorian. Rise, Rise didn't really do that. There's no pressure yeah. on it. I think I think the the hyper attention 
to to all of these movies. I mean, eight to nine, especially the the hyper attention. And with Solo tanking, I, I think they got they got too cautious. They uh, any fans of sports know that zone defense uh, in football yeah. only prevents you a prevent defense, excuse me, only prevents you from winning the game. And I think this this was Star Wars playing prevent Disney playing Star Wars uh, prevent defense, and it, and it it just you, you were so busy trying to be careful that you you did nothing. Meanwhile, there's this there's this little series that you're not really you know if if it if it succeeds or fails it it doesn't matter and it it's coming out quite nicely like what a novel concept go back go back yeah. and watch iron man from 2008 and start with that and and build from there because here we are 11 years later and oh there's there's a lot from that little movie um <laughs> I am Iron Man, mm. yo. That was a huge, uh, huge callback in the highest-grossing movie of the year. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Caleb uh, in the YouTube super chat, five dollars. Thank you. After yeah, thank you, sir. After JJ hit it out of the Process. park with reinventing the Star Wars, and after JJ hit it out of the park with reinventing Star Trek and Star Wars, how do you think he would fare tackling the sci-fi classic Battlefield Earth? <laughs> well, first of all, the first Battlefield Earth is untouchable. Like, you you cannot improve upon that movie. What are you going to do? Take Dutch English just, out of it? Are you crazy? Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, just make sure you shoot at Dutch. Well, the tripod, one of the legs was broken. That's all. It was a bipod. <laughs> What's so ironic about this question is that just last night, it was Christmas, and me and the lady were watching, like, Woodland Critter Christmas and Red Slay Down and Christmas in Canada. I hate to tell you what, what we watched happened. last night. All kinds of... All kinds of South Park Christmas episodes, and then I she had never seen Trapped in the Closet, and I showed her that episode of South Park, which deals very much with uh, everything, yeah, everything Scientologist, and it's it's unbelievably funny. I I've actually only seen bits and pieces of Battlefield Earth. I have never put myself through the entirety of it. Uh, and as far as JJ Star Trek goes, I. I love the first one, but boy, did I have major problems with the second one where he was basically lying to the press about Khan being in the movie. He lied on the press circuit because he was trying to keep the secret concealed. Good. And yeah, to, to a point, <laughs> this is the guy that like, created Lost. And listen, lots of flaws, lots of flaws. I, I do not disagree, but the journey was fun. Uh, listen, uh, yeah, sure, the, the, the finish line wasn't there, but, oh, did we have fun on that run? Um, the guy, the guy, the guy doesn't have foresight to, to, to see it through the end, but he knows how to, yeah. how to market. The mystery is what gets yes. him into things, not the answers. Yes. And that's why yes. the answers in Abrams things are always bad, but the mysteries are always intriguing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I do. I, I um, I'm more fuego than CP when it comes to the JJ Star Wars. Uh, the first one's a lot of fun. I really do like the first one. Star the second Trek, one's, you mean. yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, 
not not crazy about Into Darkness, but I really like the third one that has nothing to do with JJ. At oh all. yeah, beyond. Yeah. I I really like. I think that's my favorite of the. Yeah, that's de- of those three. It's definitely the best. I really and that was the one Simon Pegg co-wrote the script yes. for and everything. And yeah, yeah I, I that one is a lot. Of I fun. quite enjoy the new Star Treks. And a, a fan told me if you like the new ones, do not watch the old ones because that is not Star Trek. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay. <laughs> it's of a different vibe. I mean, I'm a TNG guy at the end of the day. I love Star Trek The Next Generation and that crew and that cast. I I watched the original show with my parents mm-hmm. and nice. and whatnot, but I mean TNG and DS9 and stuff. I don't know. I'm so I, I'm probably going to subscribe to CBS All Access so I can watch the Picard show. So <laughs> I guess that says a lot. So. Oh, and uh, Deep Space Nine actor just passed away recently. Um, uh, oh, I can't think of uh, uh, Odo. Uh, I can't remember oh. the, the, the actor's name right at the top of my head right now. But uh, rest in peace. You're a very talented uh, individual, sir. Thanks. Uh, yeah, sorry to bring us yeah. down. Just want to do a quick shout out there. Day after Christmas. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I am Krampus. I ruined Christmas with the death of Star Trek actors. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, we, 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 oh, uh, so Caleb again, $2 super chat. Thank you. Just hear me out. Three words, <laughs> baby John Travolta. <laughs> if he's got those dreadlocks, man, bring it on. Why the hell? Well, I, you got, wait, you got to bring back Forrest Whitaker too and, and have him do the, the Rogue One voice. Lies! Deception! I wouldn't... You guys ever see, uh, oh god, that Forrest Whitaker is so good in that movie, uh, Junior, <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, What? where he gives oh, yeah. birth to a baby, and there's like a, mil- a scene where like a baby has Arnold Schwarzenegger's head, and it's like, ah! I don't remember that at all. Oh, it's in there, man. I-, I want baby John Travolta, but it's got like John Travolta's head on it going like, ah! <laughs> that would be amazing. And now I'm just thinking of Travolta in that Trapped in the Closet episode where he gets in the closet with Tom Cruise and he's like, I feel so safe. Oh my God. And then who is it? Snoop Dogg? No, I'm trapped in the closet. Oh, no, it was, it was R. Kelly who we oh, know Kelly. is in some, some serious trouble at this particular point. But yeah. Thank you again, that's Caleb. Yes, th- th- thank you. I, I'll tell you this much. I think John Travolta will take that. Uh, he's had a year. He's had a, he's had a, a, a decade. Oof, oof, yeah. fanatic, I mean, fanatic. Yeah. Which of I, course somebody's bringing up the fanatic in the in the uh, chat. Oh <laughs> man, I can't. His opening line is, "I can't talk long. I gotta poo." Wow. Wait, what movie is that? That's from? the fanatic. It's from the fanatic, <laughs> written by wow. Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit. And directed. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me. Written, directed, and produced by Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit fame. Oh, so wow. much so that he writes a scene into the oh. movie with Devin Sawa driving oh. around with his son, and he turns up the Limp Bizkit. It's a new Limp Bizkit song because they had a new record out sometime around that, and then he's just like, "Yeah, I used to jam this when I was younger. Yeah, that's awesome, dude." just sitting there like what's cringier is Devin Sawa did a tweet saying that that I thought that that would be neat for the for the movie and and they left it in and I'm like get the fuck out of here there's no chance that you did that 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 was spontaneous with it it's not like it was handheld like you know the the camera was set that was the only the, the only bit of dialogue in that scene if it were if it were a shot for just just establishing purposes, you wouldn't have a mic on in there. So, 
uh, I call bullshit, Mr. Sawa, but, you know, well, fine. But, yes, if you haven't seen The Fanatic yet, Lindsay, uh, pop some that. corn. Uh, oof. That, okay. Yeah, it's almost worth a viewing based on the battlefield Earth kind of <laughs> situation yeah. as far as it's just such a hot mess train wreck of hilarious. Travolta has, wow. like, he's got a lot of heavy misses now. Like, you talk about Battlefield Earth. Gotti, Gotti. Oh, boy, <laughs> how does this guy have a career? Because he's just so lovable. Man. Like, you ever see Swordfish? I love him in that movie. He's so good in that movie. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, Pulp yeah, Fiction. Yeah, that's actually not bad. Pulp Fiction, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that was 25 well, years ago, though, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, he looks great for his age, dude. Let's see. Uh, the day John Travolta is no longer with us, I will be sad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, um, so Caleb brings up the, the fanatic is this decade's misery. I read it. Oh. I read an article, and I don't. It could have been an article. It could have been a tweet. My apologies to whoever originally said this. That um, Kathy Bates's character from Misery is a perfect encapsulation, a, a perfect descriptor of what the internet is for fiction these days. Because yeah. because you know she hijacks the the creator and and she she uh, basically controls how things are because I, I I have I'll have to get the article for for Monday but it oh, oh no it makes total sense because it's like the epitome of toxic being taken to the most literal extreme you can imagine mm -hmm. because she. She takes her favorite author when she finds him injured in a car accident, and after he is killed off, her beloved character, Misery, you know, she's like, no, you're going to retcon mm -hmm. that. You're going to write that she actually didn't yeah. die, and you're going to write a whole new book about this, and so on and so forth. It's like the kind of fans who are, you know, having that petition that was circulating to remake The Last Jedi or the seventh season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah it's, it, it's, it's funny to me. Yeah, it 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 is. It's um, we we shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, please be sure to keep tuning in. But we shouldn't have as loud a voice as, <laughs> as as, I don't know. Hollywood's giving us credit for. But I mean, for the record, I can get loud, guys. Uh, I'm an yeah. actor. I can project like so uh, yeah, loud. But you, 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 you're... like, I I don't know. Like, what? Why? You should never give in to the you should never give in to the masses you should never give in to the raving lunatics you should never and on both sides whatever the issue is you should never give in just because a bunch of people are yelling at you to give in and disney gave in here they 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 compromised they sold out and they just it, it's just sad it's, it's just really sad and like you know it's not it's not the first time you know like what, what was it dr strange they recast a Tibetan character to be a, an Irish woman because they wanted to sell more tickets in China. Mm. Like, it's. I mean, it, it, it is. There's, so, yeah. like, it's strange. It, it is still a business in the end, right. which, Damn. which, I, I, I don't, I don't know that. Like, that's that's where we get to this weird point where, uh, you talk about stuff like like unplanned. You talk about stuff like Black Christmas. Is it really? fiction's job to tell the world what we should be doing um 
I mean, if that's if if you want to sell your product on on something that isn't consumable like that, then sure, that's your choice. Uh, I mean, I I can sell charcoal sandwiches because uh, you know I I need the money, but it doesn't it doesn't you know mean anything. Um, well, I mean, even to think about the fact that long before Marvel was you know doing this whole thing with Disney. Think about the fact that almost 20 years ago in 2001, Kevin Smith wrote a particular character called Holden McNeil telling Jay and Silent Bob that the internet has given people the ability to raise their voices and bitch about movies and so on and so forth. Obviously, I'm, yes, I'm paraphrasing yes. that. Moviepoopshoot.com. A little bit, but movie, he's like, poop shoot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, it's like, what the fuck is the internet? You know, so on and so forth. But, but that just really was... Man, we didn't even realize how bad it was going to get in the coming years because that was still in more or less the the infancy of just the essence of creativity or like connectivity, I should specify. And yeah, it's it's only just got so much more viral and toxic and all of these different things as the years have gone on. But that was a uh, speaking about prophetic scenes. That was very much so at that time, and that was when people just had message boards and stuff, which is like. Yeah like like the reddit equivalent at this point you know so yeah yeah it's that that, that's the the internet man like you know they say that like facebook is like oh it's like it's ruining friendships and families and stuff like that but is it really or is it just like bringing out the sides of people that never had a chance to see the light of day before no you have influence on that i mean that that's come out publicly that that uh the algorithm has played into people's rage yeah. and so on where uh things oh, course, are being catered and people are and, th- and this is where where money is is a bit corrupt um we, we were they live was just on tv today and mm-hmm. um we were talking about how how relevant it is today and i and i say it it needs to be updated because it's it, it it's not you know the the glasses with the you know obey and and consume and all that stuff it, it, it's even more hyper personalized than than that with the internet um i don't think stuff like facebook gives people voices if it were if it were just an open platform if it were if it were reddit maybe but facebook well, they... I, i'm not saying voices like in like a good or a bad way as so much as just like like it lets you see people talking about things you n- wouldn't have seen them talking about before. Like you know, you have your co work. Like I've got a couple of coworkers who I never would have suspected were super, super, super disturbing right wing. Like to the point of like they'll they're like posting things on Facebook that are like oh impeach Trump I'll grab my gun we'll see who wins. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. I'm just like I never would have known that about this person Jeez. thirty years ago, but. Now I do. Is that good or bad? I don't know. It's probably bad because it does make things toxic. Well, so so to, yeah. to, to swing in the other direction for you, Lindsay, yeah. part of the problem mm-hmm. with with the right's problem with the left is the left mm-hmm. is is too hypersensitive. And it could be hyperbole. And and a lot of people who seem to to to, to jump to to react to comments like that you know with, with mm-hmm. the the second amendment uh i forgot what the word was that he used second amendment we should use second amendment well like not to use a loaded uh, yeah. yeah but not, 
Yeah, not to use a loaded analogy, but I, I, I feel like there's like a thumb on the trigger or, or a finger on the trigger, so to speak, from both yes. sides as far as yes. there. I mean, there's it's it's knee jerk reaction, whether left or right. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't to give any political right. affiliation. I'm, I'm registered independent. Most of my friends yeah. are liberal and most of my right. family members and stuff. are. You very, watch TV, you think it's it's and I, I lie somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know? Right. Which which most of the country does, by the way, the most the oh, country's yeah. purple. But but you watch TV, it's only red and blue. That, that that's the really strange thing about what what this world is like i i i have never completely agreed with anybody in my life and the the nature in which television media whatever uh, i'm i'm completely this color like that's that's insanity like i i i i uh voted for president uh presidential candidates from both parties and not supported things that each of them has done so like to to be 100 percent behind somebody's a little strange i don't know how we got well, here but <laughs> it, 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 we're talking we're talking about tribal oh, which yeah. does play very well into star wars because <laughs> the, it's like the two tribes and nobody's willing to to find the middle ground that's why like i, I said earlier like okay let's all just say one thing about this movie that we liked <laughs> You know, cause, well, cause that's like, like fandom yeah. in general, right? I mean, right. DC versus Marvel and those two camps of people who can't like, I like both, you know, right. I'm, t I'm Towley in that degree. I choose both, <laughs> you know, and yet there is so much of a just segmented, you know, just disrespect. Democracy. You know? yeah. Well, imagine the yeah. idea of democracy, just a, just a, oh, you like this? Well, I like this. How can we live together? is is an idea that i think is lost on us yeah again purple all right so you this is the most important thing to you this is the most important thing to me how can we coexist without wanting to destroy each other and it seems like we're not getting closer we're getting further away and more into these tribes and, and it, it does it 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 kind of trickles down in, into our silly fandoms well, and, and, and then like you know, talk about this Facebook like feeding into rage, you know, it, it does it with Star Wars as well because it's not you know the people in the middle. It's not it's not the the two point five ratings on Yelp that you're talking about. It's the the one star yes. or the, or the yes. five star. Yeah. Those are the loud yes, voices. Yes, you're absolutely that get right. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I, I you know I go to those screeners sometimes down here in L.A. that I technically shouldn't, but you know I do to see like early cuts of movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you know it's never. They, they never pay attention to me when I'm like, yeah, the movie was all right. When I said that movie fucking sucked. Mm. Uh, sorry. No, we're good. Like, we're that's good. when they take note. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, They don't care about middle ground. It's because like, there's nothing sexy about middle ground. It's love or hate. Mm. And it's high ground. But yet, isn't that like the worst thing, though? Like I, I described the feeling of indifference to Rise of Skywalker a little while ago, and that is kind of in some aspects how I feel. Shouldn't you either love it or hate no. it? Because, you know, it's almost like being being wishy-washy is even worse because it didn't induce any reaction out of you. You were, were just kind of like, eh. And I think in some ways that's worse. But, you know. Being content. If if 90% of people are content, that's worse than 50% of people loving something and 50% hating? Is that okay. is that better? Now no, you, no, you, you raise a very good point there. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going back to my religious programming where it's like you're either for us or against us, you know, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And it, it is something I fall back on. But I'm, 
I mean, just in tying to what Lindsay said about just just reactionary, it, it has to be really enthused, whether it's hateful yeah. or loving. Yeah. And yeah. so if you just like don't really care either way, I would imagine that almost upsets them more to a degree. I think so. I think that I mean, I have like I said, I, I this has suddenly gotten really political. I have friends on on <laughs> on both. Yeah, tribalism. Yeah, right. right, right. I have about. I have friends yeah. on both sides mm -hmm. of, of the, the aisle. And, and I don't consider myself like I, I I dip my toe into both 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 pools. Um, but my, my first instinct is listen. All right. So so what is your what is your problem? Okay, so that all right. Is it reasonable? Uh, like you know, people just jump to these these hyper reactions, and it's and it's instant. And it's like like I want this done, like this cancel Netflix thing. All right, you want you want you you, you don't care about priests raping children, but you want Netflix canceled because they they had a fictional version of Jesus Christ as gay. Where are your values that like this is the thing that you're jumping to? I, I, <laughs> it's it, it, like what's the what's the line uh, from uh, Sucker Punch? Uh, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Mm. Uh, if you stand for everything, you fall for nothing. Really? I don't know about that. I mean, no, that's not the quote. I mean, maybe I'm mm. trying to stay you like you're, you're, you're if you're constantly always everything's always the hill you're trying to oh. die on. Now, now I'm getting away from the, the yeah, quote right. from Sucker Punch. If everything's the hill you're fight, you're dying on. If everything's the fight you're about. <laughs> do you really actually stand for anything if everything's worth dying over? G Gary says the left always loses even when they win, they lose, which is pretty funny because it, it's kind of true. Uh, you, not, yeah. <laughs> you can't get further right than me. Well, Gary. I, I hope not because I, I think we're pretty right. We're we're pretty we're pretty pink right now in, in this political world. Oh wait, there's a super chat. I apologize, Caleb. I apologize. <laughs> Look at this, trying to get back to a regular movie talk. Uh, do you think Star Wars should take the stay on yeah, <laughs> Do you think Star Wars should take the Joker route and focus on solo character driven movies, maybe like Quentin Tarantino Mace Windu film? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I, mm. I, I'm down. I, the, the, the best star, I mean, Mandalorian's amazing and it's a small story. Just tell small stories. Just tell, a, yeah, they don't worry. Like, like tell your Iron Man, don't worry about making it a big franchise. Just tell one good story. And then if people accept that story, build off of it. Mm -hmm. Don't just, don't start with movie five. Don't be thinking about movie five as you're making movie one. Yeah. Up to movie. yeah that that's well and they didn't do that cool. this time though you know yeah. they didn't even think about the next movie really let alone <laughs> yeah, God, so. yes. <laughs> uh, but that but like it goes back to what we were talking about before iron man they didn't did they have any sort of plan with that it was just let's make iron man let's see what happens right. yeah. I, yeah make a good movie yeah you have the property you have this universe you know tinker with it you have what decades of of history to look through. I don't know. Mandalorian feels like a a, a space western for the most part. I mean, the episode six had very horror elements to it. Yeah. Um. But you know, make you, you can make insert movie here. Make a musical in the Star Wars universe. I don't think that's the strongest thing well, to do. Well, but um. here's some interesting examples like Avatar. <clears throat> There's just assumption that they're going to get five movies. Yeah, six. And I, I and I guess we're guaranteed them because they're already yeah. made. But what if everyone watches two and they're like, this is horseshit. Yeah. 
you've got four more you have to release after that and, and people don't want yeah, this like and then fantastic beasts you're like you know we're gonna make five of these the first one's okay the second one is horrible i still contend that the third one's not happening in jj uh, not jj but jk rowling's recent twitter verse is not helping with it mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like don't put the cart before the horse mm. like you, you focus on making something good and then you can branch off from it when you when Like, that's what killed DC. That's what killed uh, the Dark Universe. But you go back and you look at the first couple Marvel movies. That's what I was about to mention. Like, Avengers was a pipe dream. They're like, hey, okay, people like Iron Man. We got Hulk and Iron Man coming out the same year. People like them, we'll do Captain America and Thor. And then we'll go from there. And it worked out because they they took their time. And then Iron Man 2 was crap and did nothing but try and build off of stuff. And, you know, but that's... But everything else is so good, it didn't matter. Uh, But yet... I'm, I'm losing my. We've been talking for so long. My brain's getting a little. Yeah, fried. yeah. We'll, we'll wrap it up <laughs> relatively soon. But it, it, right, it's a good episode though. Two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, the 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 presumption of success, I think, is is. I mean, and and we again, it, it kind of sticks back to what we were talking about. Disney taking eighty percent of the box office from 2019. That's that that God that damn. plays into it. Like there's a problem here. We have a monopoly in in film, at least, at least film, like yeah. major film, a mainstream film. Because if you name your best ten um, of the year, how many of them are Disney? Yeah. Which I just got done doing. Oh, you did your horror. I, I, I can read off your horror, but I don't know if that's your your combined list. Yeah, oh no! I actually did a completely uh, yeah. I did a completely separate list that didn't include any of the horror stuff, and <clears throat> you know it was originally twenty, and then it bolstered to twenty five. I mean, in my actual top ten though, as I look, mm-hmm. uh, not not knives out being one, once upon a time being another, mm-hmm. art of self defense with Eisenberg, that's fantastic. Right. Dolomite. No, uh, well actually no. End End Game is in my top. End Game is so. in my top ten. Yeah. That is Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is more. Jojo Rabbit is Fox. Toy Story 4 is a little out. Jojo Rabbit is Fox via Disney. Which means it's now. Yeah, I have. Now so, yeah. so, of my top 10, two films are Disney owned. Of the box office, 80% is owned by Disney. Mm. So, I, I have the inverse. Uh, Lindsay, do you have your 10? Do, 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 do you. I uh, vamp for a minute. I'm trying to see if I can throw together a list here really quickly, just so I can have something to contribute here. Well, I mean, uh, I know we were going to talk about like our official like final list. What next next Monday, or were we planning for the following Monday after the New Year? Or well, I guess this this coming week is the last one we're doing for the year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, oh. <laughs> we have no choice. There's no more Mondays left. <laughs> you're a Monday. Yeah. No, no, you're yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like maybe a preview of a couple picks, but I mean, I've been oh. very adamant about how Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, JoJo, Wild Rose, stuff like that. I mean, I'm still shifting the order around a little bit, and I've rewatched a couple of them, but. Uh, oh, Paul. Okay, so I have seven right now. Seven uh, Disney's? None of them. No, 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 no. no. Uh, if I'm doing a top 10, just quickly looking at all the movies I saw this year on like my AMC list of previous tickets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and none of them are Disney, actually. Uh, Freaks, Parasite, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, Never Surrender, and Good Boys. That's what I have so far. No, Good Boys is in my yeah. top two. <laughs> it's, it's too good not to be. Uh, it's, it's probably the 
maybe the funniest movie I watched this year. Aside from wait, wait, wait. So, so, yeah. so I love we're getting a comment in the chat. Disney's not eighty percent; it's thirty-five percent. Do what? What it? What is the? What is the? Uh, what is the report that you have, or or what is the source that you have that claims Disney's eighty percent of the box office? Uh, okay, wait. No, thirty-five percent is something else. I think that's thirty-five percent of the movies that are being released. I think I know what figure. I could be wrong about that, but okay. here, let me see if I can pull up some figures here. Uh, right so, Gary, to, in case you missed the beginning, D- Disney has grossed eighty percent of of. Has accounted for eighty percent of. Oh wait, okay. Or wait. Is it... So eighty percent of twenty nineteen's box office hits were. Disney. And how do you Something how do you define else. hits? Uh, Number Disney one. Ah, see, we got clickbaity without even knowing it. Thanks yeah, for the yeah, correction, see, see, Pete. That's Thank the you. issue with uh, reaction culture. Well, here. no, you that was it. Gary. That was Gary. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, so it's eighty percent mm. of the box office hits. And what's a hit? So of the movies that did really, 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 really well at the box office this year, eighty percent of them were. Star Wars. Uh, who who wrote that? That's that's a little gray. Well, I'm seeing that I'm seeing that through The Verge. I'm seeing that through Screen Rant. What's the line uh, for hit? Is it hundred million? Like what? What I I want to know what this what the floor for a hit is. That's a. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So you see, this is what um, we're getting. We got clickbaited without any. That, oh, thanks, Gary. Well, well, I mean, I know that this was the year where they had their most billion-plus uh, yes. worldwide films. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, they six had, what, so like, far. Six or, six or, or, I mean, 2000, what, 16, 17 was where they had, like, their oh. highest number. And then this year, they were already surpassed in that regard, and Skywalker hadn't even come out is it yet. That? So is it that billion-dollar properties? Are, are there 10 billions this year, and Disney's eight of them? No, no, no. So, so, um, uh, 2015 had, I think five movies that hit a billion dollars. That was the first year that did Mm -hmm. that. Uh, this year, Disney's had six and Rise of Skywalker is going to be the seventh. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think the only non Disney movie so far this year that's hit a billion was Joker. Joker. Uh, Not even, not even Detective Pikachu did that. I don't think. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, they had six. Uh, Okay. 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 As you mentioned. So, so Uh, yeah, yeah. Frozen 2, Aladdin, Lion King. End game. Disney has eighty percent of the top ten highest grossing. Thank you, Ben. Okay. Uh, Caleb, super chat. Should Quentin Tarantino forget Star Trek and just shock audiences with reviving John Travolta's career a second time with the Battlefield Earth thoughts? Man, Caleb, you really want us to talk about Battlefield Earth, huh? Um, thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Tarantino and Travolta with Battlefield Earth. I mean, it'd be interesting. <laughs> I'm just more about the abandonment of his Star Trek idea because when he was on the the press circuit, you know, with the upcoming home release that was what like a month or mm. so ago for for Once Upon a Time, yeah, he just pretty much stifled the idea that that Star Trek film is ever happening. I just at this particular point, and there was a bunch of different news feeds that were saying that yeah, it's pretty much dead in the water. So I, I honestly never thought it was going to happen anyway. I was mildly intrigued by the idea, but we're kind of getting our R-rated Star Trek with uh, the the CBS mm. All Access show that's that's been going on and is about to hit its second season. Uh, I just want him to do that third Kill Bill because that's what mm. he was hinting at on the press circuit as well. I don't you know is the fact that he finally thinks thinks he has that idea for you know that little girl all grossed up. I so. don't care what Tarantino does, just as long as there's an eleventh film. 
this mm-hmm. this him doing 10 and saying deuces right, yeah. is is absurd to me because i was really fired up for 2019 because once upon a time and i i had a star wars i had a tarantino and a star wars this year and a scorsese this year what a, what a bizarre year um yeah. and i was kind of ho-hum on once upon a time and you see star wars I'll, I'll get back to you if i could get through it again um but as far as <laughs> at battlefield earth i <laughs> i i I'll, I'll i'll tell you this caleb i, I do think uh, Tarantino, uh, Travolta should call Tarantino and ask him for a favor. At the at the absolute very least, <laughs> uh, I would have loved to have seen it just because it'd be so weird. But uh, yeah, I, it's it's probably for the best that we don't get a Tarantino Star Wars. Um, I don't think Tarantino is going to retire after ten movies either. Uh, do you guys you guys know him who Hayao Miyazaki is right? Like Spirited uh-huh. Away and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He has been saying for like 10, 15 years, no, my next movie is going to be my last. My next movie is going to be my last. And then The Wind Rises that came out in 2013 was supposed to like definitively be his last film. And like that's that's part of the story of that movie is a man talking about how you can only be creative for so long and then you lose your juices and you're just useless. Like that's in that movie. But since The Wind Rises came out in 2013, he's made a short film called Borrow the Caterpillar, and he's currently making something called How Do You Live? Mm. So yeah, even but, when you but, make a movie about retiring, you still don't retire. And I think it's yeah. Soderbergh, man. You know, oh, Soderbergh yeah. was like, no, I'm done. And he did some TV for a while, and then he came back with like Logan Lucky and Unsane and whatever. So I don't know, Michael Jordan retired. He came and, back. And, mm, came mm. back and played for the Bulls again, and then retired yeah, again, and came wizards. back and played for the Wizards. I hate to use the sports right. analogies, mm. you know, but well, it's, it's, it's yeah. so if 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 Tarantino goes out at ten, I'm really gonna look back at his career and be like, that that's unfortunate because. Uh, as as much as we try to avoid this stuff, the the person has kind of like I don't like Tarantino in interviews. Like um, he knows he's hot shit at this stage, and I think I'm tired of it. Uh, there there was there was I'm I'm with you there. Yeah yeah. The element of arrogance. Yeah. There's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Yeah. And, somebody asked a question. Yeah. I think it was at Can about the amount of screen time for Sharon Tate, and he says I reject your hypothesis, and it's like. Dude, you know it's a it's a it's a fucking reporter asking you a question. Don't be a cock. Like, uh, yeah. All right. So so they misinterpreted your artwork. Just correct them and. Uh, well, I mean that's Tarantino being. Tarantino. Yeah, but you know enough. If he doesn't like other people. Yeah. Which, yeah. All right. I, know, I, I agree, right. but like you, you just can't change some people, and he's just a cokehead who's always going to be an aggressive. Whoa. <laughs> Allegedly. I love the guy. <laughs> I love him to death. I would love to sit down at a table oh, and sure. talk movies with him and have him rip the hell out of me and make me feel embarrassed. And sure. Stupid. I want yeah. that. Well, but I mean, I know it's kind knowing of... it's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's kind of like the aspect of having to separate the art from the person. You know, I love Guns N' Roses, Whoa. but I know Axl Rose is a little is a little shithead asshole. Yeah. Same with Glenn Danzig. Same with you know a lot of these uber creatives who you know have seen success and they're very full of themselves because of it. Mm. But it's also mm. very obvious that they're great at what they do. Yeah. So some, some more yeah, than Tarantino others. has been off putting. Oh, oh, there's obviously lots of people. Some people who don't have talent not. that are pretty full of themselves. <laughs> truly truly it's 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 a nasty thing but you know i i do still contend you you try to separate the art from the person if at all possible so <laughs> caleb but sometimes it's tough you know caleb five dollars an artist uh, yeah it, indeed it is uh, again five dollars thank you caleb 
Do you think, (laughs) at least it's a a pivot. Do you think the fanatic would have went from good to great if Tarantino would have directed it? Yes. That's an easy question, (laughs) guys. I mean, God, I want to see that so badly. That sounds amazing from what I've heard from that movie. So wait, so is it, is it still written by Tarantino? Is it, is it a Tarantino directed (laughs) Fred Durst written film? Cause, cause that's weird. Yes. That I want to see. No, I, I want. I want that more than life itself. I want. I want a Fred Durst script and Tarantino <laughs> director. That sounds incredible. There would have to be a a uh, you know little dance scene with Mr. Travolta. That's the one thing that you have yeah. to be positive. Tarantino would have just been incessant about adding. Into well, yeah, that. when he does but the move thing, he could somehow do the a dance there too. Yeah, it would have been awkward dancing based on that character. <laughs> My God, what an awkward character! The strangeness was immense. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So if if it's a Tarantino directed Fred Durst written film, uh, it's st- <laughs> fascinating. The the, the, the... <laughs> yes, Fred still writes it. Fascinating idea. Well, I, I think there are some directors who can turn anything into at least interesting mess and i think tarantino is one of them so uh, you, think... you'd know he'd have he there'd be an n-word right. in there somewhere right. so um apologies to something i said months ago when i was talking about once upon oh. a time in hollywood that i said that that somehow he squoze the n-word in there and i was wrong what i meant to say was he squoze multiple feet into that movie and we counted at least four mm-hmm. sets of bottom oh. feet yeah. uh yeah. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he has tropes. Um, sometimes it's the N-word. Sometimes it's the bottom of somebody's foot. I just misspoke and misremembered. But, uh, uh, yeah, correcting correcting yeah. myself from July. <clears throat> yeah, it was something Catherine mentioned when we were watching the movie. She was just like, oh, man, the guy really loves his feet, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, it's his thing. Yeah, Margot Robbie know. in the theater is all dirty, just like, what? Why, why are her feet so dirty? Because, uh, you know, who doesn't like a dirty foot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it, 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 I think Once Upon a Time was like the most Tarantino. I don't know if we can get more Tarantino than I, that. And and again, it's another thing where I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I think Django, uh, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained is, is the top. I don't know if we're getting better than that because Hateful Eight felt a little pretentious, a little. Um, I love yeah. it. I yeah, love I think he's sucking himself off yeah, a little bit there. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Hateful Eight, yeah. and yet I have yet. To, I mean, I haven't watched that extended. There, there is an extended version that's like what compartmentalized mm. that's on Netflix or something where they add a bunch of additional footage and it's. I don't know. I still haven't watched that, but it felt more like mm. a stage play. It's so. It's still well written and decently acted but it was just a little long in the tooth and it still uh, has never really particularly done it for me but that's cool yeah so i once upon a time in hollywood feels like a love letter to old school hollywood which i I, listen i know there's people there for it but um the thing about changing history in inglorious bastards it is is neat the thing about doing it in once upon a time in hollywood is different for some reason because uh you know world war ii the 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 back the backdrop of world war ii in inglorious bastards 
He's the mm-hmm. leader of Germany. You know he's killing people. You swipe over to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sharon Tate is just an actress. Why, why are we talking about her if nothing happens to her? It's because it's Boy. because we know what happens to Sharon Tate that right. that makes the ending interesting, I guess. I, I, I don't know. But that that mm. that switch o changeo makes her character in the movie pointless. And your silence I mean frightens me. No, <laughs> no, no, that's a that's a bold contention. Yeah, for sure. It it's it, it is an interesting thing. Did we need Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, right. we don't need to see an alternate reality where Sharon Tate didn't get killed. There's not there's there's very little to take from that in their 2019 world. But at the same time, it is it's 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 a fascinating thing to oh, do. Sure, because, like, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's saying like, let's have Tarantino direct the fanatic. I mean, it's 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 fun. What ifing? Mm-hmm. But um, if if you have Sharon Tate in a role with uh, Di- DiCaprio's character in the movie, then it makes mm-hmm. sense. But to have Sharon Tate in that movie just does not make sense. Well, it, it, the reason for it is because, you know, it was so random and it was so senseless and didn't need to happen. It was just for like the worst oh, reasons could, committed by just the worst people. You could say that about it, any it, murder, though. I mean, no, no. You're, I mean, you're you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. But, you know, but but what what murder is going to draw Tarantino in? You know, some random person in Wisconsin or something connected to the history of Hollywood. Mm. You know, the, the mm. history of Hollywood. So if he wants to tell that kind of story about writing such a such a horrible injustice, which does kind of seem to be his thing these days, you know, getting revenge for slavery, uh, not uh, Inglorious Bastards, and now this, he's trying to make movies that make up for like our wrongs of the past in a weird way. I kind of want to see what his next one's going to be. Is he going to do that again? Or is he, or I guess he's, I guess he kind of skipped it with hateful eight. Cause that doesn't really undo or change. Well, does, um, oh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he had a one-off with it with a uh, hateful eight. Right. Although mm. if I'm going to, if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, even Ooh. though I, I, I side more with Lindsay on this one. I will kind of agree with CP in the fact that may, it, it was kind of gimmicky in that regard because of the fact that it probably got butts in seats oh, out of just general right. curiosity as to whether they're going to kill her. Or I, not. We were talking about and it, and it's essentially yeah. it's essentially a footnote, right. you know, in the story because yeah, it's all right. about these two guys, right. you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was <laughs> unintentional. Very, that very one's free. Convenient in that regard, but. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But but that is really just kind of a ploy of sorts to get people into theaters of like, are they going to do it? Are they going to follow history or are they going to do what he did with Inglorious Bastards and switch some shit up, mm. you know? And uh, but yet it's really rather inconsequential aside from the whole like finale craziness with, you know, the the, the family, so to speak. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's just strange. Like Brad Pitt, him being a newbie makes sense because, I mean, he he's he's there for the climax of the thing, and and mm-hmm. it, it it just, I don't know. We, we, I still love it. Yeah, I don't I, hate it. No, you raise good. I me. don't hate it. <laughs> um, Gary brought up a point. Do you think the Rise of Skywalker will make one hundred million this weekend? And we'll we'll close with that. That's an interesting question because it I, I, if it does, I think it'll be close. 
Right, as in like 100 million total domestic or 100 million just like 100 million just like from Friday, uh, Friday Thursday, Friday, Friday. Saturday. So when we're talking in on Monday, will I be reading mm-hmm. a three-digit number? Hmm. I mean, it made 32 million yesterday. But I mean, everybody's yeah, probably, off. Yeah. So it made 177 mm-hmm. last weekend. Uh, you're predicting. Oh, oh I see. You're, what you're predicting uh, uh, a what percentage drop off? I mean, it's still it's still pulling in twenty twenty plus a day. It's probably going to be like a sixty percent drop off. So like a one seventy down. What's one seventy? I'm going to say it's going to be like ninety. Yeah, I don't think it's breaking triple, but um, or, or, you know, going into the three territory, it's not going over a hundred this upcoming weekend. If but... it does, then. Then the internet's going to need to fold on itself because uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> how do you call it a failure now? Yeah, right. yeah, I exactly. Mean... I mean that'll just be be relying on the word of mouth and the fact that I still keep encountering people that are the more casual Star Wars fan as opposed to the hardcore Star Wars fan like us, and they really loved it. I mean, the, I I've talked to a handful of people who are like, it might be my favorite Star Wars film I've... ever because it's like made, it, it did everything I wanted Bronco it to do before. and referenced all yeah. this different stuff, you know? So I, I think it's going to just barely because if it's 100. 170, uh, yeah, if, if it's a 60% fall off, it'll be 102 from 170. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, it, I mean, so if it's a 50% fall off, you know, it's fine, but I yeah, fifty percent about nine, eighty, ninety. Wait, yeah, eighty, eighty-three point five. Oh wait, fifty no, percent, eighty-three point five. So if it falls, if it falls sixty percent of one hundred and seventy, it's going to fall one hundred and two dollars. So that means it's going to come down to about sixty-eight million. Fifty percent is eighty-eight point five. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah, mm. I'd say it's probably going to be like forty-five, fifty percent. So it's probably going to be like upper eighties. Yeah, 90s, I'll say ninety. But yeah yeah i mean if it, i would not be surprised if it makes 100 million but it's like i'll be happy math, if it does you know. just to shut these people up just like yeah you know what uh, <laughs> y- you don't dictate you with your fucking spoiler uh leaks for three right. months talking about leaks and six endings and they're still filming and they're just uh, shut up well, just shut mean, up I- <laughs> yeah, and I mean, also, it's it's kind of obvious that this new Jumanji is not no. as formidable no. of an essence of competition for this last Star Wars movie. So, I mean, I I liked the new Jumanji, but I didn't love mm-hmm. it. You know, I thought the previous one was significantly more entertaining, but comparable. You know, so I just don't think people care as much this time. And again, so, again, there's a lot of entertainment distractions this weekend too. You know, with college football games and you know all this other stuff. You, you so. look at what what was released this week: Little Women, Uncut Gems, Spies in Disguise. I don't see any of those yeah. as None major those. threats. No. I mean, it's going to coast. It's going to come in first again. Uh, to right. little surprise, uh, Gary says. It's going to come in first for like two, three, four weeks, you know, like box like, office pro yeah. predicts for mm-hmm. 85 to a hundred. I, I, I'd be happy for star Wars as a whole. If it, if it clears a hundred, but I'm going to say about 90. You know, guys, I think we should start the, the Twitter account, uh, remake, uh, rise of Skywalker. <laughs> remake the, remake the, <laughs> remake the last seven movies. Just, you know, just start over again after Phantom Menace. 
<laughs> That'd be kind of fun. And and bring George back and let's get some of yeah. those original notes and just, you know because he did have an entire plan for nine. That's just right, hashtag right? so, everything. Yeah. Just just bring back you know uh, mm-hmm. I don't know bring any any minuscule thing. Bring back. I- According to George Lucas, the Emperor was dead after, uh, uh, so it couldn't have been a whole. Well, yeah, yeah, according to George Lucas said, I mean, George Lucas also introduced that dumb theory about Darth Plagueis the Wise. So, I mean, that's true. true. Well, which they wrote a whole Legends novel about, too. It was originally canon, and then when Disney, it it actually heard it's good. It all depends on Jar Jar. I've never read it. It's like one of the few that has a very prominent respect that you know, not to check out. And it just threw that little possibility out there. Obviously. He may have gone so. too far in a few places. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it'll be all right. Everyone. <laughs> I'm like, Georgie, never, never Georgie. Oh, it's rhyme. It's like poetry. <clears throat> uh, I think we should yep. wrap it up, guys. We're getting close. Yeah, to holy shit. Here. We're getting punched. All right. <laughs> um, Fuego, what do you got coming up? Uh, so I filmed a little bit about the Christmas special yesterday, which I had never like watched Ooh. in its entirety. And I think I might try to actually finish the edit. It's a little bit later than I. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gone yeah. for almost three hours, but that's something I can probably crank out with the quickness. And then uh, the spoiler review is uh, coming very soon with Cecil and myself on my channel in Fuegotainment. And then Cecil and I are getting some awesome assistance from none other than uh, CP here with our best, worst, and most anticipated yeah. of the year, I think. Yeah. You're, you're helping yeah, us out with I, all those. I already... So you can... See, he... Uh, he sent things backwards to me. Uh, he sent me mm. the order of you guys releasing. I edited backwards. He the thing that you guys are releasing mm. last, he already has. So I was like, wait, why? Oh. And the thing I'm doing right now is the second thing. So I'll be editing the first thing last, which is really, really cutting it close. Especially, you guys went long. <laughs> you guys went a little long in some places. <laughs> yeah, that we did. But uh, that's all going to be on the Horror Show channel mm-hmm. next month. Or, week? Uh, next week? Uh, well, at the end of this month? Well, well, well next mm-hmm. week, but like right at the, man, t- tail end of the decade, New Year, all that jazzness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in- anticipated. And so we also just put up our Black Xmas, which was the 2006 kind of sequely rebequally sort of thing and then also the 1974 original film so we put those up yesterday and the previous day on the channel youtube.com slash the horror show channel so, uh lindsay i i'm i i've had this idea for a little bit of like a like a uh doing like a series of videos on my channel like i would call it like script doctor or something like that and i go through and just like make little tweaks to a story it's basically still the same thing but you just remove things that i'm thinking about doing uh i've never done one i'm thinking about doing one again first rise of skywalker i thought about doing one for like crimes of grindelwald and a few others but mm. so we'll, we'll if i could get, if get like a funny enough script together I'll, I'll try and do something like that but that's that's the only thing in the and in, in, in like end of year stuff too like that's uh uh best and worst of the decade or the year or one of those two uh, coming up on my two cents. Yes. Sense. I, I'm playing with ideas. Yes, and I'm currently, as Fuego brought up, I, I'm out for freelance right now. But uh, uh, nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing before we see you again for Monday. But uh, I'll have a bunch of oh, the list, which is every movie I've seen in 2019. That that'll be January. There's no, there's zero chance that comes to you by New Year's. Um, and Emily and I will be doing stuff for three separate channels. But um, 
Again, yes. none of that will be prevalent until after we see you again, which is Monday. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking about a $100 million Star Wars weekend. Otherwise, that means the fans have won. <laughs> the internet has won. <laughs> Um, for Fuego and Lindsay, I am CP. We will see you Monday. We're in the money. Oh, I'm on the honey. Let's let it.